Hey everybody, welcome into another episode of Mozzie and Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by Mozzie. How you doing, Mozzie? Hey, hey, I'm doing well, doing well. How are you doing? I am pretty swell, just chugging my uh, cocktail of stuff to help me get over this cough. Lots of electrolytes in it, some good old vitamins, BCAAs. Gotta stay ahead of the cold, man. Yeah, man, gotta... Got to beat that. All, all, these, all these players are, you know, coming down to the illnesses, and I'm like, you know, I'm not a football player, so I probably need to take more precautions. <laughs> <laughs> no migraines for you on the sideline, huh? Ah, oh, man. Nope, nope. Got to uh, gotta get through that. But I think I think Sterling Shepard's through that. We'll talk about that a little more coming up. Let me put this down real quick. I've just been munching on some leftover Chipotle. My uh, parents had ordered some, like, some, some, some pieces sort of from somewhere. They had these, like, it was like breadsticks, but it had like buffalo chicken inside of it, and there was like ranch to dip it. And they're like, "Here, you want this?" I'm like, "Yeah." Sure. <laughs> I devoured the shit out of those. They're good. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> yeah, I like. I, I, if there was celery, see, I like. I love buffalo chicken with ranch, or like actually blue cheese and celery. Like, oh, yeah. if I can get a pizza with that on it, oh, oh man, now we're talking. I've had a pizza like that. Mellow Mushroom had one for a while. Yeah, I know Dewey's like this right next to me, and they make one too. So it's oh, something about that. I'm not like big on spicy, but like I can, like when the, when you get the buffalo right and uh, you know it's, you get the right compliments to it, it's oh it's mm-hmm. it's a spot. It's not even like spicy. It's more like a it's see, like a lot of those are like the vinegar in them, so it's, yeah. it's like an acid actually in terms oh. of uh, food profile. But I'm just a foodie nerd, so yeah, I know <laughs> I know there's like four or five different tastes. I went over this with someone one day. Going right. over a flavoring, but like there's umami. like all this type of stuff. Yeah, umami. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's like the MSG, like umami. Yeah, we sounds have a like a restaurant that has a strong umami flavor, and I'm like, I, I always say it, and I'm glad people don't ask me. They just go, <laughs> oh. <laughs> all right, let's start up with our bangers and mash, uh, also known as studs and duds. Um, the the uh, reception of the name was uh, you know mixed, but we're we're gonna keep with it. You know, stick stick with your guns, courage of your convictions, all that stuff. I like it personally, so mm-hmm. I'm just down for it. All right, so Mozzie, let's talk let's talk bangers. Uh, this is your studs, you know, the guys who banged it out for your team one year your week. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one guy I'm gonna obviously talk about who did really well, Mr. Robbie Anderson. We'll <laughs> talk about him a little bit later in the show as well. Put up uh, almost 30 points in half PPR, 33, I believe, in full. The guy had two touchdowns over 100 yards and six receptions. Absolutely torched the Carolina Panthers' defense with the absence of Captain Munderland back there in the secondary. Had a great week. Yeah, he. it, it was rough seeing him on my bench a couple times. But, yeah, he, he lit it up. And uh, I, I, you mentioned before. Where we were on this, that you saw that Captain Munnell was out, and that was your that was your go ahead. Yeah, no. So I actually started him in a in a daily lineup, as well as I think three out of four fantasy leagues. I had him, and I was like, all right, I am throwing him in there. Mm-hmm. The last second to like nine a.m. I was like, all right, let's go time, Robbie, and he he came through for me in a big way, gave me the win in a few of them. Yeah, it's now five straight weeks for him of scoring. That's if, if you would have yeah, told me Jets. before the year, like a Jets receiver would do that, let alone Robbie Edison. Yeah, well, especially when a lot of smack on. one out. Like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, 
also with this, um, we're going to do something I'm going to call pop, lock, or drop. Um, our, well, all the guys we mentioned, we're going to say, are we going to pop to our bench, lock them in as a start, or drop them to our waivers? Um, with a lot of these studs, there won't be as many uh, as much variance, but when we get to our, our mash, um, there will be a little more. So with Robbie, um, I'm, I'm locking them in, especially this week. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm locking the guy in. I think him and actually Curse should do pretty well uh, against this Chiefs secondary that has shown that they don't do particularly well against the vertical threat. And that is exactly what Robbie likes to do is take it deep down the field, right down the throat. Mm-hmm. So I'm keeping Robbie in my lineups, locking yep. in. I feel you. And um, another banger um, who's also uh, been a streamer, but hopefully has been helping your team out, uh, the guy throwing to him, Josh McCown. It's it's kind of funny because, like, he, people still won't touch him because, you know, he's Josh McCown. Right. But <laughs> it's every single week he's been putting up numbers. And, like, I mean, it, it's it's partially been his schedule. But, I mean, Carolina last week, Carolina's been, like, a good defense. But he's still, like, putting it up. But the, the problem is his schedule's not good during the fantasy playoffs. Um, Kansas City this week maybe, but... Denver, um, Toledo will be back. New Orleans, they might have their people back. And um, Chargers, they've been on fire. So this might this yeah, might yeah. be your last week to really um, lock down the count. I, I think I still keep playing Robbie, though. Um, the maybe maybe not week 15 or 16, especially 16 with Casey Hayward. But yeah, no, I'm avoiding them week 16 against the Chargers, who are trying to make a playoff push right now with some serious evidence that they can. Probably going to be hesitant on McCown after this week with Kansas City, especially. Well, I mean, Denver's defense has certainly been lackluster lately, but still, still pretty hesitant on that. Yeah, and then um, another guy in McCown's wheelhouse or his range, whatever you want to call it, um, <laughs> Case Keenum. <laughs> another guy that's like you keep not wanting to touch him, and like he's pretty <laughs> like him, like he's probably out on your waiver still. No one thinks he's going to reproduce it, but he kind of keeps producing. Um, he's got Atlanta again this week, who's missing Desmond Trufant. Um, he's got Carolina, who showed some vulnerability. Um, Cincinnati Week 15 is a little tough, and then Green Bay Week 16 is pretty easy. I mean, as, yeah. as long as he's holding off Teddy, which um, if, if he's going to hold off Teddy, he'll probably keep playing well to do that. Um, like If you can match him with someone else who maybe has a good Week 14 or 15, Case Keenum could be your starter during the fantasy championships. Like, could you imagine winning your fantasy league with Case Keenum at your quarterback? Oh my goodness, that'd be some absurdity, man. Almost as crazy as winning with Blake Bortles. But <laughs> oh, that, no, that's just outrageous. All right. That's that's <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, but yes. Uh, Zimmer still won't like definitively say that Keenum is the starter. He's like, oh, it's still an open competition. Yeah, it, it might be some like kind of like coach. Wisdom, genius, trickery, whatever you want to call it, trying to keep Keenum motivated. He's certainly put together a good team, so I'm not going to doubt him on it. Yeah, but like I said, if, if you need a plug start, like of account or Keenum, like aren't bad options, especially this week. Which is kind of funny to see, like Keenum, like how he was with the awful uh, was he with the Texans or the Rams for a bit. He started for the Texans briefly, but like he was prolific in college, and you're like, oh, guess that if he translates, and it it has so far. Like at least this year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a little hesitant on him this week. I actually like McCown a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because, 
I don't know. Keenum on the road in Atlanta. We'll talk about it later, but I do like Atlanta's defense and the way they've been progressing. So Yeah, they're not as bad as in the past years this year. Um, all right, staying on quarterbacks, how do you feel about Big Ben? Big Ben has looked great ever since he had the worst game of his life, basically, <laughs> um, where he had the six-interception performance against Jacksonville. Or was it five? Five, maybe? I think it was five. Five, five yeah. Um, but since then, I mean, he's got – this past week he got 32. Week before 29, week before 19. I mean, he's looked pretty good. Uh, this week they're in prime time, uh, like again. <laughs> uh, this Cincinnati divisional matchup, so he might not get you your third. It is road, road Big Ben, too. It is road Big Ben, and that is something to consider. Yeah. Um, so I'm probably going to put him in that you know, 16 to 20 point range. Yeah, so here's the schedule coming up. He's got Cincinnati and Cincinnati. Then he's got two home games, but it's they Baltimore. And then New England, who um, is probably saying this a lot, who's been a lot better the last few weeks. Um, yes. They're actually, um, if you look at in like normalized strength schedule, they are tied with Jacksonville for fourth best against quarterbacks over the last five games. So not actually a good matchup anymore. And then um, week 16, he's got Houston in Houston. Um, that's probably a fine play. But um, oh, I forgot to do this for the other guys. But um, if we're doing pop, lock, or drop, I am popping him to my bench right now. I'm taking that's the two a, good weeks, and then, yeah. Not a bad idea. I would If you have him and you got someone else, I'd just pop him on the bench, stash him, and use him for week 16 against Houston, whose secondary is terrible. Not terrible, but they're not. They're being pretty generous to the quarterbacks. Uh but I am not playing Ben against the Ravens. That game is always really low scoring, mm-hmm. really tough fought out, and not starting him against New England. Yeah, and then um, Keaton and McCown, um, I guess Pop Locker drop him then. Um, I'll, I'll uh, lock him for one week and then and then Pop or drop. Um, McCown, I'll pro- uh, yeah. So lock, <laughs> lock, lock immediately, and then following that, um, let's see. I'd probably I'd probably drop McCown after this week, but um, yeah, Keenum I'd say I'd say pop, uh, or actually probably drop too. Yeah, I, I'd start him this week then drop. Yeah, Keenum um he's got some pretty difficult matchups coming up. Uh, I believe he plays Cincinnati. He's got Green Bay. His defense is pretty solid, and he's got Atlanta this week, which I don't like. So I'm probably keep him on the bench. Uh, pop possibly dropping him. Mm-hmm. But a guy that I'm definitely locking in probably the rest of the year, um, Philip Rivers. Mm-hmm. I, I think I mentioned this in a previous show of guys that like were uh, or not highly owned and had good playoff schedules um, or rest of the last year schedules. Um, I mean, last two weeks he put up 20. Or I mean, our league scoring is a little different, but he had a good, decent game against Buffalo. Went off at Dallas, and then he's got Cleveland, Washington, KC, and Jets. So, yes. <laughs> like you're you're keeping him in there the rest of the year. I was I was going to pick him up in our league and try to like hold him and just keep him because like I mean he he's probably going to win some people some leagues who've been streaming all year and just found a streamer to stick with and like they got they got weapons too. Yeah, that offense looks scary. The defense looks scary, and when both are clicking, he's going to do well. I mean, he's there's no denying that Philip Rivers is a great quarterback and. uh I mean, God, he just fucking annihilated Dallas last week. That was awesome to watch. Sorry, any Dallas fans. Um, yeah, Dallas got, without Sean Lee, their defense is bad. <laughs> yeah, 
I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and for uh, his remaining schedule, I think of his four uh, left, probably three of the four are easily startable and probably start in any of them, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rip Rivers is a guy, lock, lock him on in. Unless you've got, like, a stud, obviously, but if if Rivers has been your, one of your streamers, odds are probably been streaming and he's your best option. So yeah, yeah. So if you got him for a stream, hold on to that guy. Yeah, he'll he'll win some leagues for sure. All right, um, on to some running backs. Um, the was uh, usuals here. Um, Kamara, man, he's uh, <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. <sighs> Is he? You think he uh, has potential for offensive rookie of the year? At this point, like I, it's him. Like I don't know who else. Right. Would be. It's. I mean, it's got to be right. He's just outstanding. I mean, I almost lost last week with uh, Julio Jones and Robbie Anderson as my wide receivers because this guy had Alvin Kamara, <laughs> and the guy got thirty-three on me and has just yeah, crazy. nullified the performance. That New Orleans backfield is crazy. It's like two like top five or six running backs pretty much like together. <laughs> it's, it's absurd. So okay. Both. Guess guess how many touches Kamara had uh, this past week? Like touches is in like carries and receptions. Carries and receptions. Yes. Yeah, so okay. In, in our league, in half PPR, he had thirty three point eight points. Thirty three point eight. Yeah. No. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? How, um, how, how many touches do you think it's going to get there? Um. Um. Let's... It's absurd. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. Okay. It's absurd. Um. Well, he probably had like, like six catches at least um and he probably had i don't even know how many run uh, 21 let's go with 21 total. oh no he had five carries if, oh <laughs> you got receptions right carries. six well, six, no, six receptions. receptions okay he had six receptions yeah okay but he, had, yeah. he only had yeah. five he has five carries. carries for 87 and a touchdown and six receptions for 101 and one he got 33 points, touching the ball 11 times. Yes, that that is an absurd. Wow. Like, that's why I'm like, it's absurd. Like, it's like <laughs> absurd and like, the, this guy's a freak. This is what everyone thought McCaffrey would be. This is, um, I can't remember, I think I heard this on Football Guys. It's Percy Harvin, but in like a running back's body. Like, <laughs> <laughs> God, that's insane. Usually pretty close with those and that one. That one's astounding, actually. Yeah, it's the the, not, the carries was the big thing. <laughs> it's just yeah, he's this guy's a freak. That's insane. Yeah, how many carries did um Mark Ingram have then? Because he's definitely more of the workhorse, you know. Me, carry yeah, back. Ingram didn't have a good week either. Um, no, he did not. He got so he got eleven carries, but only got thirty-one yards. I mean, he's yeah, more of the short yardage yeah. guy. But yeah, definitely, definitely his probably his worst week. Yeah, but I mean, you're you're still starting both of them. And uh, considering uh, the guy at our league has both, um, there's a good chance he wins. Uh, right. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you were managed to get Kamara in your draft, uh, yeah, congratulations. You, you're a winner. Um, so, two, actually, our other two uh, running back bangers are also rookies. Um, yeah. Another one who was um, on our, our waivers, our waiver comments like the last couple of weeks, so I, I think. Um, I assume he's out at this point. Um, Jamal Williams coming in for the injured uh, Green Bay Packers. 
I, like they're like all the Green Bay Packers are injured. That's that's where I'm going. The Green Bay injuries, yes. Yeah. <laughs> what what did he put up? He put up twenty seven point five in half PPR leagues. But well, he did some damage on the ground, damage on the air. He did everything. Yeah, he actually had more receiving yards. He had sixty nine receiving yards and sixty six rushing yards and a touchdown for both. So, I mean. The thing is, like, you think, like, oh, like, Ty Montgomery is the receiving back. Like, once he comes back, he'll do something. But, like, I think he's still going back this week, and he probably won't do anything. Like, I mean, they showed with Aaron Jones that, like, they'll keep Montgomery in, like, an auxiliary role. But, like, if if Jamal Williams can do that, too, I don't see, I don't see the point. And against Tampa, like, Tampa's bad. So, <laughs> like, you're, you're definitely running Jamal Williams out this week. Um, I mean, obviously, with Kamara, he's, he's a lock. I think that's, a, like, a lock him in. Uh, Jamal Williams, like especially this week, you're locking him in. Yeah, I I think it's funny that Ty Montgomery he was the wide receiver and then they made him a running back and he's kind of lost his job as a running back. So does he go back to wide receiver or like? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's a so, like, good ah, question. Trade him. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he'll be with Green Bay much longer. But so Jamal Williams, I'm definitely locking him in the next two weeks against Tampa and Cleveland and then popping him out. Uh, after that, because he's got Carolina and Minnesota. So, what do you think on that? I like Jamal Williams um, for pretty much the rest of the way. Definitely good against, against Tampa Carolina and Minnesota. Um, the only problem, my stipulation is with Carolina, uh, just because Carolina is really hard to run on. That's yeah. one thing that I, I don't think Green Bay is going to be able to do a whole lot. But it's clear that Hunley likes him, so I think he's still going to have that. Maybe that, like, 8 to 10 point floor. Yeah, and if Rodgers comes back, all of this changes, like, dramatically. <laughs> yeah. Um, but against Minnesota, though, divisional matchup, Hundley's going to be looking to him a lot. I think he'll get – I think he'll still do okay. Mm. Just a reminder, if Aaron Rodgers is out there, you go grab him. Uh, someone beat me to it this morning in ours. Um, he, he cleared through waivers, and I didn't grab him at the time. But, um, you think he'll year, play this year? Um, in 15 and 16, if they're in the hunt still, maybe – so that's, this this is a lesson. Um, I, I never I sometimes don't follow my own advice. Um, put in zero dollar bids for people. Um, even if you think someone's gonna grab or you think oh no one will grab them, I'll have time to. Uh, you probably won't have time to. So zero dollar bids in your free agent or like putting someone at the end of priority just in case. It's a good thing. It's a good good strategy to follow. Yeah, I was actually able to pick him up in one of my leagues. Nice. Believe it or not. In my two quarterback leave, I've got him. I've got him like in my RR spot, just waiting and waiting and waiting. <laughs> oh, he's lurking. Mm-hmm. He's a coming. I think he'll play this year if, if if they have any shot of making the playoffs. He's yeah, I mean back. they can they can win the next two games easily. So we'll see. Um. Anyway, on to another running back stud. Uh, Mozzie hit me with one. Oh uh, yeah, one of the big ones this week was definitely uh, Joe Mixon. Absolutely tore apart. Poor, uh, poor Cleveland Browns run defense, which has slowly but surely gone from pretty solid to not so great. Yeah, they, that's, they've, they've got, I think they've given up 100 yard rushers the last three weeks, which there was one, one single bright spot for Cleveland, <laughs> and it's gone. But yeah, Joe Mixon, the volume's been there the last couple of weeks. Uh, 20 carries against Denver, 23 against Cleveland. I think they're I think they're gonna just kind of like realize oh Joe Mixon's our best player outside of AJ Green let's give him the ball more. Well, they do have Marvin Lewis still as head coach, so who the hell knows? <laughs> but yeah, I think he'll 
continue to do well. His only problem is he's got some pretty tough run defenses the rest of the year. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh, I'm looking at that. That's kind of rough. I mean, okay. Pittsburgh. Who did the who? Okay, Pittsburgh played who last week? Um, to the Titans. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well, did they play the Titans? No, they play, they I don't, I don't actually know. I That's think right. They, they played Green Bay last oh, week. Oh, no, you're, yeah, you're right. Ties with us. <laughs> and, like, and Jamal Williams did well against them. I mean, if Jamal Williams could do well against them, I think Joe Mixon could. It's divisional. Um, I yeah, guess. He can get a Chicago, score. Yeah, Chicago, Minnesota, Minnesota are tough. Yeah. Um, Detroit's on final. So, uh, am I, am I popping or locking? I, I, odds are, if you have Mixon, you were hoping he'd be your RB2 flex. So, you probably have to lock him anyway. <laughs> um, I mean... Here's my thing. He's getting. He's at the point now where the Bengals are gonna. It seems like they're continuing to just give him the ball more. So if 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 the touches stay in that like 18 to 23 range, then I think you lock him in because he's good. So he is, and uh, he's got Detroit Week 16, who has been awful against the run lately, and Chicago's sort of weak spot right now is the run. So he's got a couple teams he could do well. I'm, I think you lock him in. That maybe just take him out against Minnesota. Yeah, that would be, that'll be my main thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree there. All right, on to wide receivers. We already talked about Robbie. Um, I think we, we're both locking him in. Um, two other guys, which we don't need to talk about a whole lot, that blew up Julio and Antonio Brown. I mean, this is why you draft these guys in the first round for these 30, 40 point weeks. And <laughs> like you're you're obviously locking them in. Even, even against Xavier Rhodes, you're still playing Julio. I mean, you don't, pro- I assume you don't have better options. And even then, it's Julio freaking Jones. So he's not going to get 40 points this week. I can tell you yeah. that. But I think you can reasonably expect him to get around 16. Yeah, I mean, six for 80 and maybe a touchdown. I mean, that's yeah, six, six for 80 is a a floor for Julio like any matchup. I mean, Xavier Rhodes is awesome, but Marvin Jones got a better up. So and Falcons are starting to put themselves together, so watch out for that. Yeah, and you're starting to see uh Matt Ryan and C Sarkeesian get on the same page finally. So it's That's it's it's clicking more. And I mean A B you're starting A B every single freaking week. Like Of course yeah. He's a, no. he's a target hog. So yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Ben Roethlisberger could be playing against like the Legion of Boom combined with the Denver secondary mm-hmm. and you're still going to put in Antonio Brown. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> Even if it's Xavier Rhodes and Patrick Peterson and Jalen Ramsey, like on one team, like <laughs> right. still play at AB. <laughs> oh God. Could you imagine? Wow. Oof. That'd be, that'd be crazy. All right. Um, another stud who, um, I would have made my sleeper if we did this last week or um, I guess start whatever. Um, Jamison Crowder. He, He's been killing it the last couple of weeks. Um, let's see what's he got. Yeah, seven receptions due to the last two weeks. Um, there's no one else there anymore. I mean, yeah. Terrell Pryor's gone. Uh, Chris Thompson's gone. Jordan Reed's usually gone. Um, <laughs> you, you can expect him to just not be the, on the field, you know. Yeah, but I mean, the last, I mean, aside from the Seattle game, I guess James Crowder to play. But um, the, the, aside from that, his last two games, um, He's been like pretty hot. Um, this oh is, yeah. This is what you were kind of what started the season when you drafted him, kind of like mid rounds. Like, oh, you're hoping 
a game prior is like the Deshaun Jackson role and Crowder is like the Garcon role. And then yeah. never it happened. But around week eight against Dallas, which I guess Dallas is kind of everyone's get right game now, um, it started to click more. And yeah. So, I mean, Crowder's a guy that, yeah, so he's got Dallas, which you lock him in there. Yes. He's got, he's got the Chargers, which are, it's kind of tougher, but I, the thing is, oh, I got the Chargers. I, I oh, that's know. a beautiful game. Things I don't know if it's gonna be him or Doxon like grabbing the number one corner. So like it's it's kind of up to the other team. Like against Arizona, I imagine like it's gonna be Peterson on on a uh, Doxon. But I guess really? ch- I mean, I'm not so sure. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That that'd be something you, you're gonna want to look. I, I I guess we could look into it more. But with Crowder, you definitely play him this week. I think you lock him this week and pop into your bench because. Chargers and possibly Patrick Peterson and Denver. Okay, I I don't know. I just don't know if Patrick Peterson shot him all game, but it, it's it's a risk. I don't know if I want to take. <laughs> is the problem? Well, I think uh, you're definitely safe for at least this week. Please mm-hmm. put Jamison Crowder in against Dallas tomorrow night. <laughs> yes, <laughs> um, that's that's a given. Yeah, uh, against the Chargers, that's a really interesting matchup because both teams are playing for a playoff spot. They, I mean, they're both in the hunt. Um, I, well, maybe not so much of the Redskins, but they're both going to be playing their hearts out in that one. And the, if you know, Redskins win this week, they're not entirely out of it yet. Um, but against the Cardinals, they've been pretty generous to wide receivers as long as Peterson's not on them. Yeah, and I think, I think Doxson will get a lot of Peterson just from the vertical threat aspect, yeah. which should open up some stuff for Crowder. But I don't Crowder's expect a lot him. underneath, but like Peterson, yes, crazy. So he's everywhere. Yeah, it's a tough one to risk, but definitely it, keep him this week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So on to some tight ends. Um, your guys, you're gonna lock in every week. Gronk and Ertz, um, studs you draft him for. Well, Ertz, you might have, you probably got a discount. He was kind of like the low end of that top tier draft, and now yeah. he's like the best tight end. And Gronk obviously spent that high pick on him, returning on the investment now. Um, you, you play these guys as long as they're healthy. That's as simple as it is. Yeah, I think uh, there's no real reason to sit any of them, regardless mm-hmm. of the matchup. Uh, they're just too much involved in the game plan. Yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's, that's really all it is. You play yeah. like, There's no reason not to. Um, and Philly's got the Giants in week 15. Like, they have the Giants in the first week of your, like, playoffs, too. Like, yeah. oh, man. Lock For a in. lot of teams. <laughs> make, make, make it simple. Lock them in. All right. Um, but another guy who maybe you haven't been locking in, who I I think you can lock in, um, get, given the tight end landscape, Kyle Rudolph. Um, I mean, okay, he's, he's not been great all year, but, like, he, he'll he get you a little bit. He's not going to get a goose yet. And last week, he had the two-touchdown game. Um, I mean, he's not getting two touchdowns every week, but he was he was due for some progression. But he's a guy who's going to get you pretty much five receptions every week. And if you can guarantee that a tight end spot, unless you've got one of the studs or um, one of the guys about to mention, possibly, um, you're probably locking in Kyle Rudolph unless you can stream up some better options. 
Yeah, if you can find a stream, though, uh, of all the guys that the mentioned, <laughs> Rudolph has, like, arguably one of the hardest schedules coming up for tight ends because mm-hmm. uh, he's got Atlanta this week, which isn't pretty unfavorable, um, but not awful. He'll probably do all right. But then he's got Carolina. Carolina's yeah, solid against the tight end. And then they've got Cincy. Cincy's right around the same as uh, the Falcons. And then week 16, they've got Green Bay, who is actually in our league the number one tight end defense. Yeah. I'm, so looking, I'm, at, uh, I'm looking at the last five weeks of stuff like normalized trade the schedule. So um, all of those are um, like average or better, I guess, the tight end, except for Cincinnati. They've been um, sixth worst against the tight end over the last five weeks. So that, that could be a start, but um, it's kind of tough. I, I don't. I guess it's a pop slash lock depending on your options. But um, one option that may help you out um, <laughs> in that situation is Hunter Henry. Um, if you're going to be on Rivers all year, you might as well be on Hunter Henry all year. Um, I mean, he's got the he's got the freaking Browns this week, and they are a sieve <laughs> to tight ends. Um, most to anything at this yeah, point. Yeah, <laughs> they're just a sieve in general. They're the Browns. Then they got and he's got Washington who, as we know, is also not good against tight ends. And he's got Kansas City and the Jets, who just, I mean, again, the Jets aren't just, just aren't that good. And then Kansas exactly. City's not, yeah, Kansas City and the Jets have, just have given up about 15% more than the league average over the last few weeks. And then, obviously, the other two aforementioned are, you know, just bad against the tight end. So. Jets have looked decent against the tight end the past few weeks, but let's just remember that they haven't played a whole lot of good tight ends. Yeah, uh, Carolina's tight end, Greg Olson, if he had played the whole game, the two receptions for 25 yards would be a lot higher, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now Hunter Henry is a guy that, I mean, okay, there is a chance that he, he flops. There, I mean, there's always a chance, especially with tight ends. That's Tight ends are more volatile position in that way. But Hunter Henry is a guy that, along with Phillip Rivers, has a cupcake schedule. And I think... I. I'm going to say this, if if you have no good options, or if you're someone looking at, like, oh, I had Evan Ingram, and now I'm looking at Geno Smith getting him the ball. I, I don't trust this. Go get Hunter Henry, lock him in. Um, he may not be available, but he's available in how many leagues? Um, Too many. He's he's owned in 60, uh, about 68% of ESPN leagues. So if you're, cool. in, if you're in that 32% where he's not owned, go get him and lock him in. Yeah, I like him the rest of the way. I think he's going to be pretty solid. Uh, definitely a weapon for Mr. Rivers. Yeah. And then one other guy I want to talk about, Ricky Seals-Jones. Who? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm playing. Um, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, definitely worth talking about. Seems to have a f- new best friend there in Arizona, doesn't he? Yeah, it's kind of funny. You always talk about, like, or see the, like, the backup connections, like, this, like mm-hmm. a backup quarterback will come in and like connect with some random dude you've never heard of, and I even said like who like who the heck is this guy that's getting these touchdowns? Who, who right. is Seals Jones? Like why why is there a C line on the field right now? <laughs> right, exactly. My first impression, <laughs> just like they, they they just say that Gabbard threw a touchdown to a seal. Yeah. <laughs> so I was reading. Apparently, he was like a five star recruit going into college, and he's one of these like mismatch receiver tight end hybrids. And okay, so. Here's the thing. It's two weeks in a row, so it's the start of a trend. All right. I mean, it's 
you have to pay attention to it, but I'm not starting. Okay, I'm picking them up, but I am not starting them yet because of the snap counts. So, uh, well, let me where is it? But I'm like the snap. He's like he's not playing like at all. It's it's kind of maddening in a way because you're like, oh, like this guy that has this rapport, like you think they play him more, but he's 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 getting the third most tight end snaps on his team, third most. Right. Like. <laughs> It's, Wait, who's ahead of him besides Jermaine Gresham? Uh, Troy Nicholas. Wow. Yeah, so he's he's getting the third most tight end snaps at his position. Now, like he's he is a mismatch. Like I mean, I'll give I'll, I'll give him that. Like his like his size speed combo is is I'm not gonna get his size, but I don't know. I I don't know if I play him yet, unless I'm like screwed at tight end. I don't know. What do you think, Miles? If you're screwed at tight end, you might as well pick him up because you know what? Weeks 15 and 16, he's playing Washington and the Giants, and both of them are awful against the tight end. <laughs> um, but this week he's got the Rams. Not great for him. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a it's kind of a tough one to buy because these guys that like are hardly on the field but like are producing. It's one of those things where like, okay, are they going to keep it up? Is this just like a little blip is it because of you know connection yeah. Yeah, but two weeks in a row i mean i guess he's only had seven catches it's hmm. see how many targets he has if he's he d- so good no if he does well against the rams this week then you know that there's something going on yeah he's gotten five and six targets the last two weeks so like not like a bad number but he's played eight snaps and 17 snaps like like that means whenever he goes on the field, Gabbard is throwing it to him. It's just he's on the field for eight percent of the plays. <laughs> yeah, right. it's, you know, twenty, whatever it is. Oh, uh, so I, that, okay. I had a, had a Windows update reminder come up. Remind me in three days. Okay, later. <laughs> and I, I hit that noise like the. <laughs> I, I probably won't cut it out because it's a lot of effort, and I have no idea where this is in the podcast. But <laughs> so you're gonna hear a Windows noise. I'm sorry. Oh man, so Ricky Stills Jones, pick him up, but pop him to your bench until he has another good one. Unless you're totally screwed. Yeah, if he can if he can put up some uh what I want to see is if he gets some receptions this week. If he seems to be a little more involved in the game plan this week, he might not do as well, but if he gets five receptions this week, four to six, you know, in that range, then you know what? I <laughs> screw it. Pick him up. Yeah, five receptions a game for a tight end is, especially this year, like, that's okay. I'm okay with that. All right, so uh, before we move on to our mash, um, if you're listening, you might be saying, wow, they've spent a lot of time on these studs and duds talking about it. Well, it's because, one, we're recording on Wednesday, so um, the waiver section is a lot less applicable. And, two, um, if you're alive at this point, you're probably not relying on waivers much maybe for one or two things or for defenses or possibly a quarterback stream so we want to mostly focus on you know start and sit um we don't want to or we don't want you to have the uh, have the position where you got two guys and you put in the one who does and the one on your bench blows up that's that's the worst feeling especially when it's you know win or go home so we want to mostly focus on you know helping these playoff teams or people who are trying to get into playoffs this week really make the right choices on the lineups. 
Yeah, absolutely. Which is why if you have any questions, please send them to us and we'll go ahead and try to help you out. If you have a little bit of anxiety about who to start this week, it can be tough when you have a great player who does well and you have a terrible matchup, but you've got this inconsistent guy on your bench with a nice cake one. Who do you start? Yeah. And sometimes you got to, you got to cut ties too. That's, that's a tough thing to do. Um, I finally dropped Doug Martin in one of my leagues and it's <laughs> funny cause my, I have Carlos Hyde, but my other running backs are Samaj J.P. Ryan Rex Burkhead and, and Derek Henry. And I was still comfortable dropping Doug Martin because Tampa is that bad and also he's concussed. <laughs> and I don't, it's yeah. one of those things where like, I'm not going to start him and, you know, maybe I'll trick someone else into like landmining. Uh, yeah, maybe someone else will grab him and start him and he'll block for them. I don't know. It was one right. of those things where like, I'm in, it's a two quarterback league. So I went and grabbed Trevor Simeon. So no one else got him. And I like, I'm, I'm close to cutting Kelvin Benjamin. Like it's, it's bad that in the 14 team league, like I'm thinking about cutting Kelvin Benjamin. Well, didn't he tear his meniscus? Yeah, and so, I mean, that's the thing, too. Like, I don't know how long he's going to be out. I mean, because if he's back for Week 16 against New England, like, or, or Week 15 against Miami, like, he's got four, 14 and 15, he's got Indy and Miami. So if he's back, you know, worth a look. But True. It's This is the time of year where if there's a guy who you know you're never going to start, drop I mean, yeah, it's the end of the year. What's the worst? I mean, and if, if you're not okay, if you're not going to start him, you're a playoff team, all right. Your your lineup, your roster is probably good enough that no one else is going to benefit from starting. Like if if you have a running back, now look around at the other playoff teams and see like, oh, would would team X, you know, would Kareem in my pants pick up this guy and play? <laughs> and last week I played against two teams with that name. But um, would this person pick up this running back and start him? And if the answer is yes. Look at it. Okay, would it, would if would him starting this player against me hurt me? If the answer is yes, don't drop him. A litmus test is you know if, if if you drop a guy, if you were another team and saw it, would you pick him up? And if the answer is yes, you usually don't want to drop him unless you really think that player is going to do poorly and could sabotage another team. Yeah, sometimes that you have that little intuition though because you've had them on your team mm-hmm. and you're like, wow, this guy is garbage. <laughs> like I'm dropping him doesn't matter someone else is going to pick him up and they're going to like just be so sad yeah and <laughs> it does suck when you pick up a player um you know and they dud for a week and you're like ah and i messed up and you drop them um and that's, then they that's, go off the next that, that is that is me this year um with running backs in one of my least i pick up latavius murray spent a lot of fat budget on duds and the kid and blows up i'm like ah shit and like now like my, like my roster is kind of stacked so i'm like okay i'll drop him then murray's on the scene and then same with P. Ryan and Burkhead. I mean, it happens, you know, don't beat yourself up. So um, it's kind of a little spiel. Um, out of, I feel like it's good to mention. Yeah, absolutely. We're at that time of the year now. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so now on to the duds, the guys that the mashers, the guys who, the mashers. Mashers, who mashed your team uh, this week. So, um, Dak again. Dak. Uh, <laughs> It used to be Dak Tack, and now it's now it's Dak Lack, but not like Cadillac, but like Dak Dak is lacking. Like um, lacking of Dak. Yeah. La- lack taking, of Dak. There you go. That's taking hell around. of Flack, not Dak. Uh, oh, <laughs> Dak. Sack of Dak. The Sack of Dak is what it was uh, when Chaz Breed was in there. But, um, <laughs> yeah, no, that's Dak Sack Day. Oh yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it's he's uh, he yeah he's been absolutely miserable lately. Uh, poor guy. And he even had Tyron Smith last week, which I don't know if you saw the clip of uh, Tyron Smith trying to hold back um, 
Uh, Joey Bosa, he's just <laughs> like getting manhandled. Joey Bosa, I think he has the most sacks through however many current games he's played like in history. He's so good. The Chargers don't deserve him, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so with Dak, all right, this is a tough one. I don't, I don't drop him unless okay. If I really need someone else, like or say I'm Lev Bell owner and I need James Conner, or say I'm starved at running back and Rex Burkhead's still somehow out there, or you know, if it's a situation where you can spare him, like if you've got like Goff or if you've got like Cousins or Cam or like Rivers even. Like, I would have Rivers and drop back and go grab a running back if I really need to. I'd prefer to pop him to my bench, but I wouldn't be totally against dropping him. Yeah, uh, the problem with Dak is that they just, their offense has just looked awful the past couple weeks. I mean, they're getting outscored in the second half of games, like, I believe it's by like fourfold or something like that. Um and what you're seeing is that this team is just not making second half adjustments at all. And it's hard to, you know, root for the guy when they're just looking this terrible. So I'm personally dropping Dak Prescott. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough, too, because, like, he's got a decent <clears throat> schedule the next few weeks. But, like, he hasn't he hasn't thrown a touchdown since week nine. Like, yeah. obviously, he ran for one week ten. But, like, that's, he has not had good fantasy these last three weeks. He got you negative points in Philly. Like, ah, shit, that's bad. Yeah. So it's it's rough for Dak owners. Um, another – sorry, go ahead. It's, uh, it, they're just – their receivers are starting to kind of come out as not being particularly great. Dez has a lot of trouble with separation. Dak is forcing throws to him. Um, and Beasley's just not being the receiver that they need him to be. So who else can he throw it to And is, when Zeke isn't out there to run things over? Mm. Yeah, it's 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 sad, <laughs> but um. Sad anyway, <laughs> um, two other quarterbacks that are kind of in a similar boat. Well, not quite as much. Um, oh, we'll go to Smith first. Um, he's yeah. that's that's a similar boat, starting off hot, 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 and then the Chiefs. <laughs> uh, what is happening to the Chiefs? What's going on? Like I don't, I don't know if it's the play calling or Alex Smith himself or what, but. It's the play calling. I think since, so. since since the bye, I mean, even a little bit before the bye, like really since week eight, it's not been quite the same because he was like MVP consideration. He was at least for and like six weeks straight. He's he's still in our league QB four. Maybe maybe not in uh, early depending on scoring, but um, I mean, he's still like a high end QB like on the year. But I mean, he's had he had the Giants and Buffalo like matchups that should should have been cake. Yeah, and he's got he's got the Jets and then Oakland, so and then Miami week sixteen. It's once again, I think this is a pop tier bench. I'm not dropping him yet just because this offense has enough weapons that if they get right, that I want to I want to catch that production again. But yeah, what do you think? Um, no, I'm holding on to Smith. Definitely uh, popping him on the bench. <clears throat> They've got the Jets. He'll get. He'll do all right this week. Um, then they got Oakland, which has a terrible, terrible secondary. Um, probably he's got the Chargers week 15. That's the game you don't want to start him. And then Miami again. So keeping him on the bench, just waiting to see him. It's not Smith. It's the play calling. If the Chiefs can get themselves together – you'll be very happy. And if they don't, then you just drop them. <clears throat> yeah. It's, 
it's tough to watch. Um, another quarterback who was a dud and who has been a dud pretty much all year. And oddly, his best game was against Seattle um, back in week three. Marcus Mariota. Um, <laughs> it, I mean, if if you're if you have him on your team for some reason, you should probably drop him. Um, this is definitely a drop here. Like he's had, like he had Indy last week. He's had he's had Indy twice, Cleveland, and you know Houston and. He's not taking advantage of any of these good matchups. So, I don't know. Maybe Houston this week is where he magically puts it together. But like, I think it is. I, I don't. Personally. I don't think so. I think it's just off year for him. Like it happens. I. I am personally dropping Mariota because he hasn't taken advantage of good matchup yet. I'm dropping him <laughs> next week. <laughs> I. This is my one week. Houston secondary has looked bad. I think Mariota can get you. The amount of points you need, I don't think he's going to get you a lot of points. Are you starting him or uh, holding him on your bench? It depends on my options. I'm probably If I don't have any other options, I'm starting him this week. But right. um, this is I mean, the last time. Let's go through <laughs> some guys that you would. Um, Tyrod Taylor or Marcus Mariota this week? Oh, I'm doing Mariota. I'm not oh, really? taking anyone against the Patriots this week from the Bills. No way. Um, let's see. <clears throat> uh, Case Keenum or uh, Marietta? Ooh. E. Um, maybe Case Keenum. Yeah, I, I, I would go Keenum too. Um, I think I would take Keenum over Mariota. Tyrod and Mariota are pretty close for me. It's kind of a toss up. Um, uh, yeah, it's more the matchup. I just, uh, the Patriots just own the Bills. Yeah. It's not even like a divisional like relevance. It's just pure hatred. Yeah, they just Belichick destroy them. <laughs> yeah, every it's like whatever the spread is, it's gonna be larger. Mm. <laughs> I mean, they covered like a sixteen point spread against the Dolphins. Like still, that's, yeah, that's how rough it was. All right, um, two. I'll see two more. Um, Blake Bortles or Marcus Mariota this week. Blake Bortles has Indy. Blake Bortles has Indy. Yeah, they're in Jacksonville, too. Um, well, I like Fournette a lot this week. So I think Fournette uh, will probably be the brunt of the offense. Uh, whereas in against Houston, their run defense isn't awful, I don't think. Yeah, the run defense is pretty good. Yeah, so I think I like to see that a lot. when I When I'm picking a quarterback against a team, I'm like, do they do they need run? to throw? Yeah, yeah. Do they need to throw it, or can they run it? What do they have to do to win? Um, and with the Texans, te- I think Mariota has to throw it to win. So I like to, I would like to say Mariota over Bortles, but I'm also not ever gonna pick Bortles over pretty much anybody. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> right, um, one last one. So against Tampa, would you go Brett Hundley, or would you go uh, Marcus Mariota? Brett Hundley against Tampa. Oh God, I might take. Yeah, probably gonna take Hundley. Yeah, dude, it's Tampa. Like, uh, oh, and like he put he he put on against Pittsburgh too. That was impressive. But yeah, Tampa's bad, dude. Well, we do, we do know that Steelers have this weird. It was pretty thing. much all on busted coverage. Yeah. Yeah, where they seem to just like suck against teams that they should destroy. Yeah. And play up to teams that are better than them, uh, but. Tampa's secondary is, I mean, it's mm-hmm. like next to garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Pretty I'm taking Hundley. 
Yeah, it is actually right next to garbage. Um, <laughs> like if you if you look at if you go to like your local Rumpke like or your dump like you'll see like pick, like Brett Grimes jerseys laying around like Vernon Hargraves jerseys you know. <laughs> Greg Shiano uh, is just chilling out there. He's not with them anymore, but I just think of him whenever I think of the Bucks right now. Dirt Cutter comes through with like one of those trash right. sticks, like picking up paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he's he's so gone next year. But that's a different oh, topic. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> right. So running back mashers. Um one that you probably should have expected is CJ Anderson. And I um if he hasn't already been dropped, drop him. <laughs> like I would rather have Devontae Booker than CJ Anderson at this point. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they're at the point where they're probably they probably want to see what they have in Booker anyway. And I've never th- I, I have never thought CJ Anderson is good, and I still don't <laughs> think he is. And he's proven me right uh, a lot. So <laughs> Just about at every turn. They do play Miami this week, who seems to be terrible against the running backs. Um, so in a weird way, I could see C.J. Anderson having a bounce-back game uh, in, like, a weird fluke scenario where, like, this is his one last game of the year and nobody starts him because <laughs> he got 1.2 last week. Not, like, that's what I'm like. Nobody is going to start C.J. Anderson this week, so he's going to do well. And then he's going to do horrible <laughs> the rest of the year. Yeah, I think I just think Devontae Booker's a better player and he's younger, so I, I I would rather like if I had Booker, like go drop him and get Anderson. Like neither of them may have value, but like Booker's gonna have more value, especially if the PBR league. But, yeah, yeah, I'm t- definitely have Booker over Anderson at this point. Yeah, um, so two two guys who are duds who, okay, like you're obviously, you're obviously not dropping him. They're probably it's they're probably okay. Jordan Howard. All right, so Jordan mm. Howard is. I would say pure, like, he's game script-based a lot. Like, it's, it's just one of those, it's tough just because, I mean. I mean, they played the Eagles last week. Yeah, it's, it was the Eagles. What did you expect? Okay, you probably expected a little more than, like, nothing. But, like, he pretty much goes up and down every week. He's kind of like, he's Tyree killing it pretty much. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So, from week one, he, um, average, bad, great. Okay, when I say average, like 40, so like decent, bad, great, decent, uh, bad. low average. Yeah. Seven to six isn't too bad. It's like a floor game. Uh, pretty good, eh. Average, eh. Pretty good. So like, <laughs> this was this was the second worst game. Another one was against Tampa somehow. That was a weird one. But he's got San Francisco this week at home. Like you are playing him this week. Yes, you are. Please do. Please play Jordan Howard this week. Yeah, don't and, don't worry about him doing awful against the Eagles. Their run defense is unheard of this year. It is the best. And yeah. uh, San Francisco has been bad the last two years. And even the last five games are still the worst. Like I, I, I said in a previous episode, Jordan Howard is going to win leagues. And I'm going to stand by that. Uh, partly because I'm stubborn and partly because I believe it. Because um, I said it. <laughs> he's got So he's got Cincinnati week 14, which is a little tougher. But then he's got Detroit and Cleveland. Which I think he'll take advantage of as well. He did against he did well against Detroit back in week eleven, and Detroit's like a, a better team too. So, yeah, I mean, but Detroit's given up a lot of yards on the ground lately. So mm-hmm. Jordan Howard, week fifteen. Actually, okay, I'm no longer scared since he. Um, as look at this, over the last five weeks, they're the third worst against running backs as far as um, um, normalized strength of schedule goes. Um, normalized, basically, what it does, it kind of accounts for like other factors, basically, like oh. Like, are they playing against, like, a bunch of crappy teams or are they playing against a bunch of good teams or kind of stuff like that? It kind of helps balance it out so 
Zanarbas aren't as deceiving. But, I mean, okay, his next four games are all against teams that are in the bottom seven um, against the running backs over the last uh, five weeks. Yeah, so keep Jordan Howard. Don't worry about last week. Stick yeah. with him. As, okay, on the season, San Francisco is so much worse against running backs than everyone else. It's absurd. So, <laughs> they were that way last players. year, too. I rem- like I have recollections of last year yeah. and being like, all right, this person's playing San Fran. I'm starting them at running back. Yeah, and it's, it's the same thing. It's a trend that they haven't fixed. It's so bad. It's hilarious, but you take advantage of it as a fantasy owner and you lock Jordan Howard in. I'm going to say the rest of the year. Um, don't know if you feel the same. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, the only weird case he might not do as well against Detroit is because Detroit. I was there's these weird divisional things yeah. where, like, the first time they play each other, someone goes off. You'd expect them to do it again the second time, and they don't. Yeah, that's a little tough. Um, so that's like the one weird scenario that I wouldn't. But yeah, the rest of the year, I'm, I like Jordan Howard. All right. This next one, it's probably tough for a lot of you listeners. Well, okay, we have like what, a couple listeners, but you know, yeah, someday yeah. people are going to come back and listen to this once this blows up and be like, wow, they were right about Kareem Hunt. But um, Kareem, <laughs> okay, Kareem Hunt, um, someone that a lot of people in general are lamenting. It's, it's tough. It is. It's. It's rough. <sighs> it's it's. What what are your thoughts, Miles? Um, it's all on this coaching and this play calling right now. I mean, he there. I don't know if if it's just the defenses have figured out how to stop the Chiefs' offense, and it's not that like complicated. Uh, I actually just traded for Hunt in mm-hmm. another league, which I'm sure you know about. I was offered a. Uh, Cousins and Hunt for Russell Wilson, more or less. And there are some defenses in there that I didn't really give a shit about. Yeah, that's, but, that's a great trade. Whoever did that was done. Was that your work league? Uh, no, no, no. That's my, like, homer league. Ah. Um, so, like, Russell Wilson's been amazing. And he's going to continue to do amazing, especially this week and all the other weeks. But, you know, Kirk Cousins is a top five quarterback. So, I, I picked up Hunt on the off chance that the Chiefs just figure it out. They're playing the Jets this week. If you're going to have a week to figure your shit out, it's going to be against the Jets. Yeah. So, like, if Kareem Hunt can put some shit together this week, you're good for the rest of the year. He's got Oakland, who's weak against everything defensively. They've got the Chargers, who have been better, but their weakness is still the run game. Mm-hmm. And then they have Miami. All, bad. <laughs> all of these are favorable matchups. So yeah. just hold on to Hunt. Pray to God the Chiefs figure their shit out. I really want them to. Like, I don't want them to go six and ten or whatever the hell they are right now. Instead of seven, six wins. Yeah. See, I okay, I disagree a tad. I don't think I play him this week. No, I'm not either. Not the at Jets all. have been pretty decent against running backs as of late, but after this week, I think it's it's bounce back for Green. I, th- I think this week the Chiefs win via the air. I think it's a Tyreek Hill, um, Travis Kelsey week. Travis Kelsey for sure. Yeah, but um, I don't think it's a cream hunt week. So, uh, pop, pop, leave, bench him this week and play him um after that because it's it's tough because you don't you you don't want to play playing someone out of fear of missing the big game isn't the reason to play someone. Like if you have other reasons to justify it, do it. But 
if if it's like, oh, I don't want to miss Green Hunt's big rebound game, it's if you don't have any other reason, don't do it. Like this week, the Jets are okay, but like they're okay against the run. But like next week against Oakland or the next week's against the Chargers of Miami, you can be, oh, these teams are bad against running backs. And Kareem Hunt has the week-winning upside that we saw the first few weeks. So that's that's more of how to take it, I, I guess. I, I just, you, they got to get them more involved. Like, the game was never out of hand last week. It's no, like, it wasn't. Oh, that game was painful to watch. Like, it was, yeah. it hurt. Just and, offensively, just garbage. And you only give garbage. them 12 touches in general. It's, yeah. Yeah, come on. Ah, man, it's... So we do like to just hold on to Kareem, see how he does, just keep – it's it's all on the Chiefs' offense. Like, they can put it together, you got yourself a top running back again. If they can't – Yeah. yeah. <laughs> on to wide receivers. Um, I, actually, I want to start with the Denver wide receivers um, because of the news that Simeon is now starting. Um <laughs> it's, it's, My perspective changes now. Um, I mean, I assumed it would be Simeon. They they were duds of Paxton Lynch. Uh, surprise, guys. Right. Careers in the last three whole games. That's that's sad. <laughs> but super tall quarterbacks don't work out. Like we've seen with Glennon and Brock and um, Paxton. Like these guys are like six seven or higher. Like super tall QBs haven't been successful. I don't know if it's just there's it's a small game. It's a small sample size. So maybe it's it just coincidence. But at a certain point, like there might be correlation, but not causation. Who knows? But it's <laughs> And I don't, I, I, that I'm aware of, it hasn't happened yet. Cam Newton's like one of like the biggest guys. Um, him and Big Ben, some of the bigger guys to have success. And like, I think like, uh, Flacco's probably the tallest quarterback yeah. to do like ever have a decent season. And I'm not even going to discuss whether or not he's a good quarterback because we all know that I do he's, not like Flacco. Yeah, he's, he's six six, so he had that really yeah. good run. But aside from that, he's not been like, uh, but like six seven or taller. It seems like the cutoff. Anyway, um, back to the point. Um. I think these are guys. Okay, I think you can start them, and like they're they're back to what they were, like wide receiver two, um, yes. maybe wide receiver three um, guys. And so, so what's, what's their schedule coming up? Because like I have I have some of these guys. Okay, so they've got Miami Jets, Andy Washington. Okay, yeah, like okay, I'm probably starting them. I'm probably locking them in. Like, okay, especially Demarius. Um, yeah, keep Demarius. Uh, and Sips, seems I don't know. Him. He he, he kind of targets Sanders sometimes too. Okay, the problem is if you're okay, if you're in a PPR league, I think Demarius is still viable. But if not, okay, he did not look Demarius's way in the end zone at all. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of tough because he didn't have any touchdowns till uh till Brock came in. Demarius didn't. So like, I <laughs> PPR leagues, I'm starting Demarius. Um, normally I'm like I see both of them as like flex kind of wide receiver three guys. So, um, I mean it's it's a Lock slash pop, depending on it's it's what they were at the start of the season, pretty much. It's back to square one. Yeah, uh, yeah, they're right back <laughs> to like the middle of the year with Simeon uh, Lynch. Is, uh, but they got uh, good matchups the rest of the way, so like I'm I'm okay with playing them. Well, yeah, it's in Miami this week, which is a good matchup. Obviously, the Jets are a pretty solid matchup all in all, and I think you can safely start. Um, at least Demarius. Um, yeah. And then they've and got Indy and Washington. And Indy, so, yeah. Indy's like your gold matchup. Right? Yeah. That's like you're keeping them for that game. Washington, I, I get I, Norman's probably on Demarius, but even then, like, Norman's gotten taken advantage of some this year. So, like, it's 
not bad the rest of the way. Um, so are you a pop, lock, and a drop in them? I'm locks. Okay, lock slash pop. I guess I guess lock back to where they were originally. <laughs> um, like if if your third if Demarius is your third best receiver, odds are you're locking them in. So like it's 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 pretty much like for any wide receiver two three like if you've got a stable of four guys you pretty much play matchup based like mm-hmm. odds are like, i mean Marius has good matchup so i i guess i'll say lock lock, lock in demarius and like half lock in emmanuel sanders what do you think um i'm probably going based off a matchup with them so i'll probably stash i i think you can stash them uh but the broncos are just well, they just look so bad lately that I don't want anything to do with them. But if you have them, like you have, to, I think you have to start to marry. I, I think it's, I think it's a lock, but, but put the key under the doormat, like kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if you have Demarius, you're probably starting him on your mm-hmm. team. Yeah, he, he was a higher pick. So, um, yeah, on to some other guys. Devonte Parker was a. Um, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that more, but Jake Cutler's coming back, so his outlook is better. But let's see what's what's this schedule coming up? Because I okay, I'm probably popping into my bench. If I'm in a small league, maybe I'll drop him. But I mean, he's talented enough that it's kind of hard to drop him. Because I mean, he, he showed he showed he can just blow up. But the problem is he's got Denver, which no no keep to leave, so it kind of helps. But then he's got New England, who's playing better. Then he's got Buffalo and KC, but he he's a pop to my bench in big leagues, drop in large league or sorry small leagues. It's a really weird scenario. It's entirely based on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, if Jay Cutler's in, Parker's better. But if Matt Moore's in, Kenny still seems to be the better guy. Yeah, Matt Moore will not look at Devontae Parker at all. And I know. It's it's rough. Like Jarvis Landry's the only receiver I want there, really. Yeah, pretty much. To be honest. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk about Parker much. I think everyone's kind of on the same page with him. <laughs> yeah. Um. Ty. Okay. Ty Hilton. I'm definitely not locking him in at uh, all. Are you popping him or dropping him? That is a, the big question. That what a disappointing season. Yeah, he's had. I I actually traded CJ Anderson for him in early early on because I thought, oh, let Luck will come back. But right. I. And okay. he's so dependent on that, but he's got a shite schedule. Yeah. Buffalo may be his only other chance to do something. Like I know, I know we're talking about this. Like after his big blow-up game, like how many good games does he have left? You said two, and I said one. I thought it would be Tennessee or Buffalo. I actually played him against Tennessee this weekend. It wasn't this, so I'm thinking, okay, Buffalo might be it. I would be yeah. willing to drop T.Y. Hilton. Um, someone will probably pick him up because of the name. But mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to hold him and wait until Buffalo game's done. That's not a bad idea, but I mean, like I, fantasy playoffs, I'm dropping it. Like, I want no piece of him against Denver, or Baltimore. If someone's going to be, um, I'm not going to say dumb enough, but if someone feels the need to pick him up and play him against those teams, I would gladly take that. I don't think he's going to blow up. Like, if he no. does, you're going to feel it's going to feel bad if he does. But like, it's going to be like, wow, that guy got lucky. Like, I like you wouldn't. Like, you're never going to like. The odds of you having him and playing them are pretty freaking low, especially when everything's on the line. You don't want to play him when he's just on the line. I don't know if anyone does. So, I no. would, yeah. I would cons- he's like a very fringe pop drop. He's and, a drop for me. Straight yeah. Up. 
it, 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 <laughs> if, if you need someone else, drop it. Like, yeah, like that's all I can say. Like, if if you need a running back or like your quarter, like, or if like you need a quarterback or like if you need someone else, like drop it. It's that. <laughs> like, you don't want to get too attached. I mean, you you I look. Mean, it's, it's hard. Like you you look at you look at someone's stats, and if you see three awesome games and the rest are total bum, like it's <laughs> like a third, like three, like pretty much three fourths of this guy's games are ass. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's. I mean, I think the only reason you hold on to Hilton is if your league manager was dumb enough to actually have a week seventeen. that's like the only situation I can see it happening because other than that, like, I mean, this week, Jalen Ramsey, Buffalo, he, he might be able to put a game together. Yeah. That's that's Denver to lead Baltimore, Jimmy Smith. Like, no, I'm not starting to, even that, even that Buffalo is not like a good mashup either. So like, right. Yeah. I, I think you can get rid of them. Probably. It's tough, but yeah. Um, another guy who's been disappointing a lot, a lot. I'm gonna say based on matchup is Des Bryant. He's had some tough corners. So, Janoris Jenkins, keep to leave. Patrick Peterson, um, who's the guy in Rams? Um, uh, there, Tremaine, Tremaine Johnson. Okay. Uh, Green Bay, he didn't have a bad one. San Francisco didn't have a bad one. Then he had Norman. Um, he, had, he didn't have anyone Casey. Um, Atlanta, he had uh, Trufant, Billy. He, I think Darby was back in Billy. And then he had Casey Hayward. And he's got Norman again. Um, like, dudes like dudes had a rough schedule. Like, I feel bad for him. And, like, I, I don't think – I think this week against Washington, like, I don't – I think Norman shadows him against the best of them. Like, yeah, I do that's, too. That's, that's been their career. Against the Giants and Oakland, I think you could play him because yes. – they can't. They can't stop anything. Like well, with Janoris Jenkins, I would have said no. Nah. He's yeah, but he's, he's on IR there. now, so probably a pretty favorable matchup. Dez is now a wide receiver three, pretty much. Yeah, but his weeks fourteen. See, that's the thing about Dez. We talked about this before. He's just having a lot of trouble getting separation from mm-hmm. good corners. And which what is means he? He's he, like 29, 30 now. Right. He's great. When he plays teams that have bad coverages, um, but on other ones you want to sit him. So I don't know if I'm starting him against Washington, but I am definitely starting him against the Giants and Oakland. Yeah. So Benson this week, then you lock him in 14 to 15, and okay, 16. Uh, okay, like depending on the health of the Seattle defense, he may be an acceptable start that week, especially since Zeke is back, and Seattle's True. got a pretty good run defense too. So. I mean, once Zeke is once Zeke is back that week, that's going to help everything tremendously. So. Yeah, watch Des Bryant just be like your fantasy savior. Sucks the <laughs> entire year and then gets 20 points for three weeks straight. <laughs> That'd be great. That would be typical Des fashion. I can see it. Yeah, so definitely hold on to Des. Don't play him this week against uh, Norman, but lock him in after that. All right, so on to He's some... testing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to some tight ends that uh, were duds this week. So um, I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start with Cameron Braid. Um, Fitzpatrick okay. does not look his way at all. Um, <laughs> so as long as Fitzpatrick is the starter, Braid has zero value. Um, yeah, he's probably been dropped, and 
Okay. Once if one Winston comes back, which maybe this week, Freight may have some value. Now here's the thing. I don't know if it's they're purposely phasing him out and phasing OJ in, or if they're actually like it's actually just if it's Patrick thing. Um, I think it is a Fitzpatrick thing. Let me look at their snap counts because that could be part of it too. But I think with Winston coming back, if it's one of those things where you're screwed at tight end, he's worth a look. Actually, no, okay, never mind. Let me, I'm looking at the snap counts. The last uh, four, so let's see. Since week nine, OJ Howard's out snap camera break. Like each week. By a lot or like, um, you know. Okay, so actually, okay, wow. Okay. Oh, all right. Um, so it's actually been all like, like he's out snapped them all season, like in total, um, which I didn't really? even realize. Yeah. Um, I guess it's just kind of more like Cameron Brate's been James Winston's guy. So yeah. If, if if this has been how it's been the whole time, okay, I get. It's kind of tough because like the the gaps increasing a little more. Like last week, uh, OJ Howard played fifty three snaps and Cameron Brate played thirty four. But the week before, it was 46 and 41. But then the week before that, it was 50 and 33. And the week before that, it was 37 and 34. And then the week before that, it was 39 and 40. Like, <laughs> not to go on all of them, but, like, it's it's kind of up and down, I guess, depending on the game script. So he's he might be worth a speculative – he's okay, I'm, I assume he's on your waivers. Might be worth a speculative ad if you need tight end help to see if Winston, like, goes to him more. But – I'm not. I'm not rushing out to get him by any means. I mean, uh, his only fa- really favorable matchup is Detroit, which at that point, uh, Winston would be back, I believe. Yeah, because I mean, while Winston was next. in, he was he was an every week start though. Like weeks yeah. three through like eight, he was like he was your guy. But I, I'm. Pr- it's funny. I'm like he's still. In our league, he's still the tight end nine, like for how bad he's been the last four weeks. That's that's how bad tight end has been this year. So yeah, it's been because of how bad tight end's been, he he might be worth an add a little bit if you're really bad off. But otherwise, I'm leaving him where he is. Waivers. Interesting. And um, I mean, what where, where are you on that? Um, I'm probably doing having nothing to do with Brady until <laughs> Winston comes back because he yeah. Fitzpatrick has his guys. He's yeah. definitely like a lock on. I mean, we saw it with every team he's been with. He he, he doesn't like to dump person. off. It's hilarious too. Like yeah, he'll run it himself before he dumps it off <laughs> unless it's to like the running back mm-hmm. um, or the number one receiver. But right, <laughs> yeah, or number one wide receiver check down run. That is yeah, the Fitzpatrick playbook. That's why, that's why I like Brandon Marshall so much. But um, all right, another dud, Vernon Davis. Um, for me, that this is a, a, little, a little blip on the radar. Um, like I assume, I assume Jordan Reed's gonna continue to be out the whole time. And oh, as I long as, that. as long as Jordan Reed's out, like you're probably locking in Vernon Davis. Um, his matchups aren't bad either. The rest of the way, even when Jordan Reed's in, you can still consider Vernon Davis. Like that's that's the thing. Um, are you are you are you about on that page with it? I mean, he's a lock while it's only him and a pop tier bench, and consider when it's him and Reed. I'm uh, whenever Reed is out, I'm starting Davis. Yeah. Um, because they just they don't have anyone else to throw to. It's Crowder, the tight end. They didn't, and it used to be Thompson. They don't even have Thompson anymore. Mm-hmm. 
uh, especially this coming week. They play Dallas tomorrow. Uh, they're not great against the tight end or you know pretty much anything defensively. Uh, so definitely starting Davis this week. He's got Arizona. They're been, they've been bad against the tight end for years, um, and they're not awful against them this year, but they're still not good. And against a team with weapons integrated in their game plan, you're going to see Davis continue to produce. So don't drop Davis. Even if Reed comes back, you still have the potential for Davis to play the next week because Reed hardly even strings games together that he's healthy. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of depressing because he's so talented, but it's, yeah. It's like a his... Sean Lee of offense. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's rough. All right, um, another guy, Evan Ingram. So he's actually he's had a tough time the last couple of weeks. Um, it's pretty much been only him on the field. Because um, while Sterling Shepard's been out the last two weeks, Ingram has had a really bad time, um, even with Eli. And now he's got Geno. Um, which, okay, maybe Geno zones in on Ingram, which I was actually talking about this. Like um, the two weeks he was the starter in – uh, for the Jets, he targeted the tight end um, two hundred to four times in total over those two years. So it's a lot, a lot of tight end targets. If you're if you if you're a tight end, I mean, obviously it's it was split up, but it's pretty much only Evan Ingram there in New York. So I mean, that's gonna come out to like a little over it's like six and a half or so, and he's been averaging like a little over seven. So like if you assume he's gonna get like six or seven targets, maybe four or five catches, like that's not bad. Like like especially with Evan Ingram, he's stud so those targets have some value to him um and it's oakland so with evan ingram i'm not too concerned especially as long as certainly shepherds in and like young quarterbacks are bad quarterbacks or whatever will check down the tight end a lot so i'm i'm still locking evan ingram in unless i've got like okay in one of my leagues i've got witten as well so this week where witten's against washington i may be considering witten instead but no, I'm doing Ingram this week. Really? It, yeah. it's, I'll probably still go Ingram, but like I, I'm, it's very close for me. But overall, Ingram's probably still a lock, um, unless you've got someone else who's got a way better matchup. But I mean, he's too talented. Good. Yeah, it's just tough. Um, he doesn't have the the best schedule, but I think he gets probably of his last four weeks probably going to get about two really good games. Yeah. Here's what I'll say: as long as the backups aren't just like total utter shite and we'll still target him and as long as long as sterling shepherd is at least playing then i'm locking in ingram but if sterling shepherd is out like there's no one else for the defense to like try to touch so if 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 it's only evan ingram there then i'm probably popped him out actually because the last two weeks he's gotten 13 targets and only four catches albeit some of some he's had some drops so if you can probably fix that but Maybe that's why they benched Eli. You're not throwing it to Andrew <laughs> enough, Eli. Come on. Gino's oh, man. amateur quarterback's best friend is a tight end. Yeah, the, the safety valve. So pr- mo- most likely locking in Ingram the rest of the year. All right, that being one, said, oh, yeah, so um, Geno Smith is absolutely awful. <laughs> and I oh, absolutely oh, yeah. hate what they've done to Eli. Um, and I hope that... As much as like I want Engram to do well, I really hope the Giants just score zero points. Mm. Just flat out do not score. I think like, there's a fuck. Geez, I'd say about twenty five percent chance Davis Webb gets some snaps in this game. 
<laughs> uh, no, I think it's likely. I mean, Geno Smith is garbage. I was so upset when the Jets drafted him. I fucking is I he's just, well, he was so overrated coming into the NFL because he played in played for West Virginia and just like slung it to his number one guy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, just still ang- I'm still angry about the. Geno who, who is who is this receiver there anyway? Oh god, I can't even remember now. It was um, oh shoot. Anyway, you can look that up. Why, why look that up? Um, I heard another funny comment. Um from a football guys podcast about um, receivers making quarterbacks look good. And they're talking about Mike Evans and the guy um, went cough. He's like, oh, Johnny Manziel. And I looked up and uh, Mike Evans was Manziel's number one receiver while he was at A&M. And I'm like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of funny. Like imagine if he didn't have one of the best receivers that is currently in the league, like on this team back then, like, it's something you got to look at with college quarterbacks. Like, look who their number one receiver is. Like, are they just relying on him to do a lot of work? That's actually, like, one of the big uh, tells that uh, actually my father used to tell me. He would say um, he would always judge a quarterback's talent based on if they could actually throw it to more than their, their first read. Because a lot of these quarterbacks now, they have their first read, which is their number one guy. And if it's not them, they take off running. Mm-hmm. And that can show work in college. <laughs> But it doesn't work in the NFL uh, at all. No, yeah, and it's I know it's like that's why Kirk Cousins, even though he didn't really play much at all in college, that's why he's doing the NFL right now because he can spread it around. That's why Drew Brees has had such a long career; he spreads the ball around. Like Tom Brady spreads the ball around. Like right, it's yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I I want to see Eli with. The, the Jaguars with <laughs> back with Tom Coughlin. That'd be oh, nice. Do you know who his receiver was? Oh man, this is a throwback name. Oh, um, was he really good in his heyday? Yeah. Uh, okay. So what, what he, were the he years? He played for the Rams. Was it Isaac Bruce? No. Um, no, that was that was a little early. Um, Tory yeah. Tory Holt. No, it's Stedman Bailey. Oh, I would have never guessed that. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, t- no, Isaac Bruce is a little earlier. Tory Holt may have worked. I don't know. I was trying to think of like good Rams receivers. I'm like, uh, <laughs> drawing right. up like and he wasn't like that. He wasn't great for the Rams, he, but he I had a lot of potential and a lot of upside, but he never kind of got mm-hmm. it clicking. Yeah. All right. Um, one last tight end, the uh, admasher, uh, mm-hmm. ASJ shook it. Should not have been a dud. I, I went back and watched that replay and the fact that they overturned that, there was not enough evidence to overturn that. That was a BS and a half, man. I was not happy about it. The second time he's had a touchdown taken from him. Yeah, that was, that was dumb dookie doo-doo. So he, sh- <laughs> he shouldn't be a dud this week. If he catches that, that's another, um, what, like six, six and a half points. So yeah, he's not a dud if he catches that. Um, I don't know. But he's been a little down the last few weeks. Um I think he's more matchup based at this point. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm holding it. It's, it's a, it's a pop two bench. If I have better option, uh, start if not. Yeah, I like him in the matchups. Um, mm-hmm. This week, Denver. I think. Yeah, Denver. I think I play him this week. I probably sit him. Um. Just because. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not, I'm not holding on to him for the rest of the year. It's just. Uh, his consistency is just not there yet. He's mm-hmm. going to be really good, though, in the future. 
Oh yeah, he, I mean he's he's super talented. But mm-hmm. I mean like if you, if you're in a league where you can grab like if somehow Witten's out there or maybe even Tyler Croft or someone or um no one grabbed Charles Clay or you know if a Hunter Henry's there like there's probably some guys you can grab that have a little is a better chance to help your team out. All right, so those were our that was our prolonged studs and does section. Um, like I said, mostly to try and help out some people who are wondering what to do with these players who um, may have helped you out or screwed you over. Um, since this is Wednesday, um, I'll just I'm literally just going to list these players that we have um, in our waiver section. I'm just going to go through it. So some guys that I assume are owned, but pick them up if not. Uh, Corey Davis, Samaj P. Ryan, Vernon Davis, Rex Burkhead, Jamal Williams, and uh, sort of Marquise Goodwin. Um, he's kind of fringe on that. Some other guys you may want to look at. Uh, Rod Smith, um, Seals, as we mentioned, Martavis Bryant, Zay Jones, uh, John Stewart. A um, little deeper down, we got um, Elijah McGuire, um, Keenan Portals. Yeah, Marta- I mean, if Juju's out, Martavis is definitely there. Um, did I say Hunter Henry already? Well, Hunter Henry, I've mentioned a lot already. Um, yeah, for sure. I think I said and Jace too. Uh, Blunt, even. Um, they're still giving him carries. Um, see, Rivers is obviously. He's one of the priorities he's probably already taken. And yeah, Bortles, Keenan McCown, some streamer guys. But yeah, all those guys. Um, so, like, probably half of those guys are probably owned, but. Some of those guys like Burkhead and some. I'm mean, assuming some Andres, but if Burkhead's out there, like go go grab Burkhead for sure. Um, yeah, but okay, some handcuffs. Um, so, are any of those guys you wanted to spend more time on? Or I mean, we we no, talked about most really. of them already. I mean, the, the Patriots backfield is just interesting. They have Dion Lewis and Burkhead are just doing really well. Yeah, it's finally narrowed down. It's kind of one of those things where like before the year, like if you probably avoided it, but the odds are like. I got Burkhead off waivers, and he was on the waivers like halfway through the season on the league. So I'm like, I'll take, I'll take a stab at it. If you got Dion Lewis, you guessed right. Congratulations. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. so I mean, a lot, lot of remakes. I mean, Jaquiz is going to be there. So Jay Stu's probably there. Zay Jones, but, yeah, but a, a, a lot of guys who can spot start for you. But P, P Ryan and uh, Burkhead and Williams are guys who could help you a lot the rest of the way. Same with Vernon Davis and Corey Davis. Um, yeah, so some some handcuffs we got. Um, you know, handcuffs to your studs. You got James Conner, who's probably owned by now. Uh, Matt Breida for Carlos Hyde. Lance Dunbar for Todd Gurley. Trey Edmonds for either of the um, New Orleans guys. Austin Eckler, he's probably owned, but hopefully owned by you, the Gordon owner, or not the Gordon owner, by you. Um, TJ Yeldon, I think he's the guy to have And, and if Fournette uh, goes down. Maybe you prefer Ivory. I think Yeldon's the better back. And he's got the threat as a receiver. And then also, Travaris Cadet in Buffalo. Um, Mike Culber might get some goal line carries, but Travaris Cadet is like the shady replacement if shady goes down. So, Wasn't he with the Saints for a while? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. But okay. I mean, what, what do you think on Yeldon? Would you rather have him than Ivory? Yeah, I'd rather have Yeldon yeah. than Ivory. He, he seems was, like the more uh, complimentary back to uh, Fournette at this point, whereas Chris Ivory is more on like the third and long situation. Yeah, Yeldon, he was he was drafted kind of highly. He's like he's a he's a good player. He was just on the, the real real bad version of that team. So yeah, yeah, I feel kind of bad for him. But I think Yeldon's definitely got to own. Um, what about uh, Josh Gordon? 
<laughs> he's probably already been grabbed, but if not, grab him. You know, he's playing this week. Um, yeah, um, like I'll get back to him in a second. Um, <laughs> some guys that were um on suspension line. Um, right. Let's see. Um, so aside from that, some stashes. Um, if you're a two quarterback leap, odds are Gabbert is already on someone's roster. Odds are Teddy's on someone's roster too. Um, Mahomes and Davis Webb could be guys who might get a look. Mahomes, I'm interested in because he's good and the Chiefs have weapons, so he could be worth it. Davis Webb is more of like if you're in like a keeper league or something. Um, so yeah, those are just kind of quick bow, bow, bow waivers. It's, um, probably already taken, so you, your claims aren't immediate. But if any of those guys we listed are out there, I recommend definitely taking a look at them. Three for you guys I mentioned, definitely grab them. Maybe cut size with some of your Doug Martins or T.Y. Hilton's if you need to get them. And um, like other guys I mentioned, you know, like Rod Smith, um, Artavis, Jaquiz, take a look at them. Could help your team. Some spot starts. But guys like Corey Davis and Rex Burkhead and P. Ryan could be league winners for you. Um, on to some injuries. <laughs> um, so Greg Olson, um, it was the same foot, but I think a different issue. They pretty much are precautionary with him, but it sounds like he'll be back this week. Um, I'm still not playing him yet. I'm going to give it I'm, I want I want to see him play a full week before I play him personally. Yeah, I don't know. I think they should just sit him, to be honest. I just sit him until he's fully healthy because he's like such an integral part of that offense. Yeah. Don't, um, don't let him get hurt. But it, with or without him, Devin Funches is a pretty much must play at this point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let's see. Um, Matthew Stafford. Um, I think he had like a low ankle sprain. He's probably going to be back. He went back in the game. He'll be fine. Yeah, Stafford's a tough motherfucker. I like yeah. that guy a lot. So, that um, one, uh, like Mike's up thing that I, think, I don't remember if it was <laughs> you or Josh putting in the group me. That was great. <sighs> yeah. I can throw if you need me too. Yeah. I can throw if you need me too. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That was a great one. That was good. That was a good one. Um, let's see. Paxton, let's just see they bethered. Um, they are. <laughs> They're not starting this week, as we've already heard. Um, Pax is definitely out. Beathard's maybe out, but not starting. So, yeah, that's that. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't. Even if Paxton Lynch is healthy, I'm not starting. I mean, yeah, trash. Yeah, it's gonna be Simeon and Jimmy G. All right. Oh man. <laughs> okay, Damian Williams. He's out. I'm pretty sure. I don't remember how long. But um, well, he's out. Kenny and Drake, especially in PPR, is a good start. Um, I'm definitely playing him in DFS this week. Let's see, Doug Martin is concussed. Um, you can drop him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Jaqu- they've shown they'll feed Jaquiz though, um, while uh, he's out. But Peyton Barber would go on the goal line. Yeah, didn't he have two? He had two of those scores. Right? Yeah, it was maybe two or three. I don't know. A lot. Let's see. Um, how is Cooper doing? Okay, so he also had the sprained ankle. For those who haven't heard, um. And apparently it was a high ankle sprain. And he's concussed. Oh, those suck. Those are yeah. the worst. Yeah. So I'm going to assume he's out this week. Because if you have a concussion and a high ankle sprain, that's bad. You're going to have a bad time. Um, <laughs> you're so you're not gonna have a he's probably time. out. And Crabtree's out of game. So, okay. Jared Cook, like, if he's yeah. out there and you need a tight end, even if you don't need a tight end, he's going to – I think he's going to go off this week. I didn't he, – he's one of our – mentions later on but oh, yeah. him and maybe even seth roberts because it's new york and they're bad but corderell patterson baby <laughs> one of those guys is gonna have a day it's gonna be hilarious but no one's gonna know which one to pick 
<laughs> it's going to be bad. And then um, I, I think that, that affects Derek Carr a little bit, but honestly, this could be a Marshall Lynch week. Maybe, maybe. But um, Zach Martin, um, the right, I think right guard for the Cowboys, I'm pretty sure. Um, keep up with him. I'll, uh, I'll look into it. But um, if, if he's out, that definitely hurts the team. Um, if the Cowboys have their whole line, they're, you know, pretty good. Um, <laughs> pretty oh, okay, good yeah. Z- okay, Zach Martin is cleared. Um, Lyle Collins could miss, though. Well, so um, Lyle Collins is the right tackle. Oh, yeah, the, okay. the other freaking injury. So um, there's a chance they're missing a piece of their line this week. So just watch out for that. Um, so some past injuries. Um, David Johnson and Rodgers. Um, Rodgers seems more likely to come back than DJ at this point. So grab him. I'm grabbing. I would, both should be owned because if DJ does, it's Aaron, Aaron's, Aaron's is saying no. But if he does, I don't want anyone else to have him. Like, I, I would, if I have an IR spot, I'm okay with just burning a bench spot in case he comes back. Um, if they officially roll him off the drop, you can um, drop him in list <laughs> for keeper reasons. But I, I don't know. I, they're they're still in the playoff hunt. So oh, while they're mathematically alive, he's got to play. Um, they're probably still the Rams, but they could be the Titans, and they have Washington and the Giants. So, I mean, mm, I'm holding David Johnson a little bit longer. Um, it's hard for me to let him go just in case he does come back. But Aaron Rodgers seems so a lot good. more likely. Yeah, Rodgers seems a lot more likely to come back. So definitely make sure he's good. Um, some tight ends, Clay and Olsen. Um, Clay is back. Olsen may be back again next week. Um, I, I think Clay will get, should get his full allotment of snaps this coming week against uh, New England. And they're going to be playing from behind. So Clay could, Clay's probably a good play this week, actually, and probably yeah, not I mean, he's he's Tyrod's go-to. Um, as the Saints secondary, how are they doing right now? Um, I I think both of the guys that missed last week are still questionable for this week. Okay. Lattimore and the other guy, I don't remember that guy's name, but um, yeah, it was uh, Lattimore and Crawley who are out. Yeah, so I think that obviously changes some stuff too, and Isaiah Jones could be worth a play because I assume Calvin Benjamin is going to be out again. Um, let's see, James Winston. All right, um, he's under my players to target off injury as well, so he's gonna come back maybe this week, probably next week. Um, I'll take a look at their schedule again real quick, but like it's not it's not too bad. Um, let's see who let me find it here. But um, I mean, okay, Winston's a good quarterback, and um, so this is where I'm gonna pull up this uh, little little uh, sheet I've got. So, um, <laughs> how many 300-yard um, passing games have, do you think Winston has had this season? Now, he's played, let me see how many games he's played in total and give you a starting point. He's played, um, well, he's played, okay, week nine is when he got hurt. So, he played, actually, week six. He's played one, two, three, four, five, six full games. Six full games. Yeah, he's played six full games. How many of those were 300 yards, you think? Um, I know I can think of three off the top of my head right now. Um, so he played six. He's probably had – I'm going to say he's probably had three or f- maybe four. 
I'll say four 300 yard games because you are correct. Was it actually four? Yeah. Yeah. Because I can specifically remember even in the uh, game they lost to Minnesota, he put up over 300. Yeah. And uh, even against New England, I remember watching that he was torching them in the air. They just couldn't find the end zone and they lost. So he's, he's definitely getting his yardage. Yeah. So that's why I think a target off of injury guy, um, because he came back and played really good that one week, or had a really good week and played well that one week and got hurt again. But I think if you're quarterback needy, look at Winston, and you will be eating those W's. <laughs> oh, my God. That's eat, the, eat a dub. We're going to eat a W. You see Deshaun Jackson's yeah. face. Like, that, oh, was, that was oh, a weird one. That was I a weird one. Right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, man. <laughs> Hot. Two guys that should be back this week. Um, <laughs> Freeman and Sterling, they can help you eat some W's. Um, <laughs> Juju's still questionable. I'm with that hammy. Um, watch him, because if, he, if he's in, you're probably playing him. Um, if he's not in, Martellus Bryant's going to play again. I mean, I hope Juju's back. And I, I love I love watching him. He's, he's great. Got the best celebrations. Definitely one of them. Yeah, and he, he, he just turned 21 as well. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like sitting here. Like, he can what now a- legally drink. Good job. Yeah, which he probably won't. He seems to have his head on straight. He's, he curbed Mia Khalifa, so he's... <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. That's great. Yo, he curbed her too? Good job. Yeah, unlike Deshaun Watson, who was spotted hanging out with her, and he was jinxed <laughs> by that. So, yeah. Anyway, um, yes. Danny Woodhead. So, yeah, <laughs> enough Mia Khalifa talk for one sports podcast. Um, <laughs> Danny Woodhead is back on the field. He looked good. Um. Javorius Allen did get a touchdown, I think, but um, I assume it will be pretty phased out from here on out, and it'll be a lot of Woodhead, um, who, if you're in a PPR league, get him. <laughs> He's probably <laughs> the only Raven worth owning, aside from their defense. But, Alex Collins is pretty solid. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah, Alex Collins is really good, too. I think it's going to be the one-two punch of Collins and Woodhead from here yeah. on out. Which we've started to see. We talked about this another week. Like a lot of these running backs are having, like a lot of these teams are having running back committees where you have like a workhorse run, and then you've got your uh, pass catcher guy, which is really cool. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool seeing value out of all of them. And then he's okay. So what has he got? Detroit, Pitt, Cleveland, Indy. So three of the three of those four weeks are good weeks to play him, and maybe even against Pittsburgh anyway. So like, yeah, what has a guy to get if he's not already been got? Um, don't get that. Yeah. Um, Kelvin Benjamin, uh, toward meniscus. <laughs> he's not playing this week, I assume. May not play for a few weeks. Okay. He's a guy that I would consider dropping if I needed someone else really badly. Um, that's just where I'm at. And it's Buffalo. Like They don't pass a ton. Torn meniscus, I'd be surprised he even plays. He may get surgery. Like, like, there's a chance he's done for the year anyway. So, like, I'm okay with... I, I've I've considered dropping him in a fourteen team league. Like he he's he's droppable at this point. But Torminiscus, so they're call, they they call it a day to day. I'm like, you kidding me? How? A, I don't I don't know. It's it's uh, it's McDermott. Anyway, um, <laughs> so keep up with that. But probably droppable, probably just in a few games. Um, Rashad Matthews, his hammy has been uh, acting up. He was out this past week. Um, led to a lot of Delaney Walker. So if he's out again. Uh, Delaney Walker's a guy. And then um, also, of course, 
Corey Davis, which I will talk about him a little more in a bit. But um, if Rashard Matthews is in, he might be playable. But when people are when people have hammy issues, I don't like to, I don't like to mess with that. I like to see yeah, him get over for a game. Lingering. Those are the worst injuries. Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, oh man, but yeah, if, if he's out, that increases the value of uh, Walker and Davis for sure. Um, Will Fuller, let me see how he's doing. Um, he's still week to week with a rib injury. Um, when he's back, I don't know. If, I don't think he's playable because of Tom Savage. And maybe helps DeAndre Hopkins a bit. Maybe I don't know. I don't think it matters much. As sad as that sounds, that with Will Fuller is in or out. Um, yeah, not not when you got Tom Savage as your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Um, maybe he maybe he's uh, got. There's worse flyer options, but eh, yeah, um, barely. So and then lastly, we've got Jordan Reed. Um, yeah. Hospital yeah. gown. Equipped. Yeah. Uh, get healthy and stay on the field. Good lord. Yeah, he's probably not he's not gonna be back this week. He may be back the next week with more rest, but he's still he's like he still said he can't decelerate without pain. So that's kinda tough to play <laughs> football with. Unless you just fall down every time. Like I don't you bear every cat every time you barrel roll, every snap, every route you run. <laughs> but um <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. keep Davis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a lot of yeahs for just just yeah. That's about <laughs> all I can say. It's sad. You can, you you can't. You knew he's missed some games, but you didn't think he'd miss this many. It's it's rough. I don't know. Whenever I like start of the year, you have to draft a tight end. I'm never thinking, oh, I'm going to get Jordan Reed first because like, why would you? He's just you already know that you're going to need another tight end for half the season yeah i got jimmy graham shortly after he was drafted and like i'm like i you assume jimmy graham's gonna miss a couple of games but i think he's played every game this year which is kind of nice um so like i you I, if i know a guy i might miss like a couple of games i'm okay with it but like reed's reed's always gonna miss like half the season yeah. it sucks it's sad to see but I'll, like i said I'll Sean Lee, it's like if you had to, if you had a league that drafted line or defensive players yeah I like, leagues, yeah you know you sean lee yeah if he played the whole season he'd probably be a top pick but he, you know mm-hmm. he's never on the field <laughs> yeah that's rough so on i wrote as a player to target so all right hear me out jordan reed and i guess filling week seven went off there is okay uh, week 15 Against Arizona, week 16 against Denver. If Jordan Reed is healthy, you gotta at least consider him a little bit. That's all, all I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, okay, he's not playing. He's not playing against Dallas. Like we know that already. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you gotta consider it when I mean when his matchups are Arizona and um, Denver. I mean, Arizona's not bad against the tight end, but they're a bad team. And, I mean, the Chargers, I mean, you, I guess you have to tight end it, but or running back it. But. Oh, uh, Mike Davis? Yeah, Um. So I, I was, yeah, we can talk about him in a second. But I, I don't know what you think about Jordan Reed, but I think he's worth a look for that Week 15, Week 16 spot. We're definitely against Denver. But, yeah, Mike Davis, Um. He. I think he's a Seahawks running back. Mm-hmm. Let me check on how he's doing. But, um. He is week to week with a groin strain, 
That's a bummer. But he's he was actually pretty good for that small, small segment he was in. Um, Tiny sample size looked really promising. Yeah, he got uh, six rushes for 18 yards and two receptions for 41 yards. So, um, I mean, I, th- I guess they'll use him if he's in. I mean, okay, if if you can stomach the Seahawks' backfield, <laughs> go for it. But I am not touching it one bit, and that has benefited me all season long. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with that. Yeah, and are you gonna really trust one of these guys yeah. in your fantasy playoffs? Maybe like McKissick in PPR, but otherwise, no, no. Um, yeah, it's that's really a personal preference thing. So, me, me Mike Davis, read if you're feeling lucky and you have a roster spot to spare for all the weeks but one he plays, he doesn't play, and then um, one stand if you need a quarterback. And then lastly, if someone dropped Robert Woods, maybe you're in like a short league or a small league or something where. A lot of players get dropped if they're injured. Um, go get Robert Woods if someone did that. He's good. He is good. Um, let's see. Well, we talked a little bit about um, some of the benchings, but uh, Simeon and Jimmy G, I'm not – okay. Simeon, I, if I'm in a two-quarterback league or, or Grappler, they're both playable in two-quarterback leagues, especially Simeon against Miami. He's possibly streamable if you're in a really big league, but – I'd really prefer not to. Like, I would definitely take Keaton or McCown over either of these guys. Um, oh, for sure. And or Bortles, um, even or Hundley. Like, you can, you can, unless you're in a two quarterback league. If you're in a one QB league, you can find a better option. But it's definitely worth watching, though. I think Garoppolo is mean, promising, possibly. The only problem with Garoppolo is he's got Chicago this week, and their yeah, and secondary has been pretty brutal. And and the team he's on is the 49ers. <laughs> also important. <laughs> Big if true. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, oh, yeah, I wrote, watch Alex and Eli uh, shortly before Eli is benched or chose to be benched. I don't know. <laughs> um, his backups, like I said, if you're two QB, actually, even if you're two quarterback, like, you probably don't want to touch you, these guys. Maybe Geno Smith this week against Oakland, but it's kind of a trap, I think. So it definitely I'm downgrades the Geno Smith ever. No, yeah, it's definitely a tr- trap and a downgrade to the Giants. Um, without Eli out there. Um, not huge downgrade to Evan Ingram. I think um, since a, a maybe small count, small point with it, since they're clearly trying to evaluate their players, maybe you see more Wayne Gallman instead of Orleans Darkwaugh, um, possibly. But um, that's, that's all I can think of. But Ingram's about the same. Downgrade Shepard. I don't know about everyone else. Uh, Try to avoid Giants if you can. Um, well, they're going to be losing the whole game, so Smith is probably going to be throwing it deep to whoever vertical receiver the Giants have. You know, maybe try the Oakland defense this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I still wouldn't. Um, uh, no, I still wouldn't either. No, I mean, um, that's a, that is risky. Yeah, and uh, so to watch Alex Smith. He is – okay, Reed said he's staying the starter, but you never know. Um I think he will. I don't think it's Alex Smith that's the problem. No, probably not. I could be wrong. No, yeah, I don't think it's him. Um, then again, I don't think it's Eli that's the problem with the Giants either, and he got benched. So yeah, just Chiefs are just Sterling in general. Giants are bad. <laughs> um, let's see. We already talked about Kelvin and Garoppolo a bit. Ajayi is kind of an interesting thing for me because um, Blunt's been valuable is the thing. Me, let me look at all of these uh, Eagles running backs because they they fed Blunt last week, which is kind of weird. I didn't really expect that, 
They have it's their game plan. It's like who's gonna get the ball today? Yeah, Ajayi barely saw the ball. So like, I mean, it was Chicago, but like against Philly and uh, yeah, I said it. Was, this is messed up. Anyway, in week nine, um, eleven and whatever it was, this may be. This is ESPN's got his current schedule on his Dolphins games, and it's throwing me off. Anyway. His, his two weeks before this, I know they were good because he busted off a couple bigger ones. And, like, I don't know if it was this week or last week. He should, probably sh- he should have had a touchdown, so I got away from the mic there. Um, just realized I was on the side of it. Um, yeah, so he had two decent weeks because he broke off some big plays, and he should have had a bigger week. I don't know if it was last week or week before because he, like, fumbled it or something. I don't know. And mm. I don't know if you saw the clip where uh, Corey Clement, I think it was, was or Kenny Barter, one of them was, like, giving him shit about, like, being slow. It was, yeah. like, the rod where he, like, got... <laughs> Like cut down, or I like, got caught, and he's like, "Oh, they're gonna lower my speed on Madden." And I think it was Barter. He was like, "Yeah, they're gonna make you a seventy, man. How you <laughs> like? How you gonna get caught like that?" Like, he was giving so much shit. It was hilarious. Loving him, yeah, that was great. But um, they have fun out there. The Eagles team is just like energetic, yeah, and destructive. But that being said, I don't, I don't want to play any Eagles running backs. Like it's, it's rough because like you think you thought, oh, JHI is gonna have a great time, and like he's had some okay games. But like, he's not getting enough touches. I think that's I think that's what the Eagles want. They want to keep these backs all fresh. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think Legarrette Blunt the most predictable for like six to ten points. Other than that, like Ajay could get three, he could get fifteen. Like you don't know. It's probably not much in between. And Clement, like PPR, maybe worth a look. Not PPR, not worth a look. I like Blunt again. Sorry, so they played Seattle. The Rams, the Giants, and Oakland. Against Seattle, I think I like Ajayi. Against mm-hmm. the Rams... Um, it's game script, I think. I mean... Yeah, it's just like, who do you... What do you think the, like, the matchup is with the running back? I like Blunt against the Giants and Oakland, though, which are your 15 and 16. I would say the Giants, yeah. I, I think, okay, if, if they're going to be pounding the team, like if they're going to be way up, I think it's Blunt. If it's a close game, I think it's Ajayi. Um, mm-hmm. depending on how the close game is. If it's like a shootout, I think Clement more and Ajayi a bit and probably not Blunt. Um, it's, it's, it's game strip. Like Ajayi's kind of a neutral and um, Clement's kind of a catch up and Blunt's kind of like the ice of the game. You know, watch Ajayi's going to have a good game this week. <laughs> it's a uh, prime time against Seattle. Watch. <laughs> He'll be the guy. I don't yeah, know I can, why. I mean, he's uh, good. Or, but... or it's going to be Corey Clement or, <laughs> Kenny Barner, (laughs) five running backs that can all get in the end zone. Yeah, it's absurd. They're a good team. Is this their offensive line? Is that really what it comes down to? Like, it has to be a little bit, right? Their offensive line is like decent. It's it's like close. It's like top ten, fifteen, maybe not like amazing, but. Well, it was definitely top 10 when they had uh, Pete Peters. Um, yeah, yeah, the guy yeah. who stepped in for him, though, has done pretty well. I forget uh, his name Kelsey, Kelsey was it maybe? I don't know. No, it's like it's something. It's like, really uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not like John Gruden trying to pronounce uh, Kaimi Fairbane or something. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> when they put I, up like, his whole name, that, that was funny when they put up his whole name, like Gruden Go. <laughs> like his like full Hawaiian <laughs> name is like John something, and it's like, 26 letters and then Fairbairn. <laughs> oh. It was a Halapula Vitae Vitae or something like that. Oh, the Eagles guy? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, enough about names. On to, on to suspensions. Um, Gordon 
coming off his suspension. Um, I don't want to play him this week against the Chargers. I also want to want us the Chargers too. I want to see how uh, Deshaun Kaiser clicks with them. And also, I think Coleman is going to be the guy there for now. And I have no clue how Gordon's going to be. He hasn't played three whole years. Um, <laughs> dude's talented as all get out, but it's I don't feel safe playing him this week. No, I'm going to give it a week. Give it a week to see. Yeah. If you, I mean, if you're desperate, if you are projected to lose your matchup and you need someone to go off, then by all means, throw in Gordon. Hopefully he gets 300 yards and two touchdowns in the first half. But just just be patient with him. You waited this long. Just wait another week. What's the rest of their schedule anyway? Like, do they have like, do they have like, do they have remotely okay schedule at all? I assume some is divisional, right? Let's see. They've got, oh, oh, oh okay. What's what's his name? Josh Gordon. That's right. Steelers, Bears, Ravens, Packers, Chargers. Well, not Steelers because that's seventeen. But uh, Bears, Ravens. Yikes, Ravens. Yeah, uh, maybe Packers. one. Maybe next week against the Packers. But uh, even then, uh, he, Josh Gordon's probably fool's gold. Fool's gold. There we go. I'm gonna say. But who knows? The thing about Gordon is that if he is he how is a, he played, yeah. he is matchup proof. It's just like, what are we gonna see? Worth a long shot if you can have the spot for him. Um, yeah. Let's see. Crabtree and Tlaib. <laughs> um, that's, that was round two, man. So it got reduced to one game each. So no Crabtree this week for Oakland. Um, hurts Carr <laughs> a bit. If, assuming it's no Cooper, um, Seth Roberts or whoever receiver. And um, Jared Cook probably gets some upgrades. And like I said, downgrade Derek Carr. Probably going to be a lot of Lynch. Should be a lot of Lynch. Uh, that's how they're going to win, I think. A lot of Lynch. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Lynch, Jared Cook, maybe some Corderell, uh, some uh, Seth Roberts. I think yeah, Seth, Seth Roberts. Seth Roberts. Uh, yeah, he's. They've targeted him in the red zone like too much for how talented he is or isn't. Um, like over the last couple of years, like he's stolen so many red zone looks from yeah, like Cooper Crabtree for sure too. Yeah, he's gotten he's gotten three red zone targets on the year. Um, so it's not. It's not a lot but like it's enough to be like why <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um and then also to leaves out so that helps um you know the whoever's playing that most the dolphins yeah uh, um maybe parker has a little bit of potential this week as like a very risky risky play um smoking jay is back right yeah what chris harris would probably be on landry right or I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, this, this, this slot, so he yeah, kind of goes everywhere, doesn't he? But yeah, just, just, does Harris play in the slot more, or like I don't know? Let me see. No, I don't think so. Oh, I think he's more on the uh, outside. They yeah. do. They do a lot of man in uh in uh, Denver. Oh, Bradley Roby. There we go. He's beatable. Yeah. Is he even? Is he hurting? Someone's one of their players is hurt, or he's he's a corner. I don't know. Either way. Um. Well, T.J. Ward is hurt, right? Yeah, they they have one other guy. I remember who it is, but let me see, see if I can find it. Uh, I don't know, not sure, but anyway, um, yeah. So the uh, Miami receivers are a little more, you know, doable this week, um, but still probably don't want to, given the team is, but <laughs> their team is made. 
Yeah. Well, and, what happened to TJ Ward? Is he even with the Broncos anymore? I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't know. But um, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, moving on. So um, more stuff from the Zeke Zeke fallout. Uh, at this point, I think it's boiling down to Rod Smith and PPR and Alfred Morris and Standard. Barely. I mean, I don't even want either of them. But if I'm taking a shot at either of them in general, it's probably still Rod Smith because I just think he's better at this point in their careers than Morris is. Yeah, I agree. I like Smith. I liked what I saw out of him. Yeah, okay. I, I, uh, oh, there we go. Sorry. Mike was making funny. It was beeping weird. Um, or like lights were going weird. Anyway, um, I didn't touch it and the mute button moved. That was cool. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, home stretch here. So, some defenses and kickers. Um, some streamable guys. Um, I think Detroit and Chicago. Or sorry, not Detroit. Um, yeah, Detroit. I think is streamable. Um, Washington possibly against Dallas. Um, Chicago against San Francisco. Um, New England might be on now. They've got Buffalo. I assume the Chargers and Pittsburgh are on, but they're also good plays. Any of those stick out to you, or any that may not have been listed? I don't know why the Patriots are only projected five points against Buffalo. I mean, yeah, Tyrod Taylor, garbage time. Sure, they might give, you know, have 12 until the fourth quarter and give it up and end up with five. But New England's defense the past four weeks has been great. And the Dolphins, I think they got seven sacks last week against the Dolphins. And the Dolphins' line is not good, mm. but that's still seven. Yeah. So they're starting to get a pass rush, which is scary. Um and if New England can start putting a defense together, they are playing the team that they call their bitch, and that is the Bills. Um, I mean, New England's record against the Bills under the Brady era is almost unfathomable. So I'm, I like New England a lot. Um, Chargers, obviously, against the Browns. Chargers should be owned 100%. They're a yeah, startable they're startable pretty much rest of the year, yeah. Um, one other that we bring, Okay, Oakland. If you're super desperate, it's Geno Smith. So, you know, maybe in DFS is like a tournament play or something. But the Raiders are really bad on defense. They got their first interception, and it took Paxton Lynch to get him that. So, God. Yeah. I, <laughs> that was their first interception? Yeah, of the year. <laughs> and, yes, it took Paxton Lynch for him to get it. So, Hey, you know, Geno Smith is uh, not necessarily known for his... He's not as bad as Paxton Lynch, but... Paxton Lynch is just like the, the weasel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'd prefer not to play Oakland, but if you have no option, then, you know, yeah, target bad quarterbacks sometimes. All right, um, kickers, I'm going to say... Um, some, I assume Lutz is probably owned, but I'm going to play him. Matt Bryant's probably owned, too. Um, but in that matchup, also like Warbath, and then um, whenever a team is going to score a lot, um, look at the kicker. If they're projected to light a lot of points, it's a good option. So if you look at the Chargers, um, Titans, Jags, Raiders, they're projected to score a lot. Um, their kickers could be decent options this week. Yeah, like Prater and Tucker should both be owned, but they'll have good weeks for like DFS purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, suck up, suck up should be great. I think he'll do really well. Um, who are some other ones? Matt I, Bryant, I think he's going to be healthy. Yeah, I actually like Lambo. It's not Lambo. I know back a lot this week for the uh, Charger. I keep saying Lambo because what was it, Lambo Charger? Yeah, he was. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. So yeah, I, I think Novak's going to have a good week. 
because the Chargers are going to move the ball a lot, but it's also the Chargers who have flopped at random times for no apparent reason during the year. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, Miles Garrett gets a sack. Um, maybe they get stopped. On fa- it, I don't know. The Chargers are not a winning team right now for a reason. Um, so, and I guess the bad defense uh, projected, a lot of, projected a lot of points, but, you know, maybe don't move the ball enough. So, odds are Novak gets you, like, 10 fantasy points this week. Pretty much all these kickers could easily get you 10 fantasy points this week. Yeah, Mason Crosby has a pretty solid matchup with Tampa. Yeah. Um, their, their secondary sucks, but their offense is also bad. So, mm-hmm. like, there's probably some opportunities just to get some kicks in there. Him and Patrick Murray. Yeah, get some foot touchdowns going there. Definitely get ah, – you stole it. Foot touchdowns. <laughs> I, don't think I, I don't think I said the other word yet. Maybe I did. Besides foot touchdowns? Yeah, with the the old word for them. <laughs> I'm blanking. Uh, never mind. Um, okay. <laughs> Jay Watt will hear this and chuckle if he makes it this far. If he makes it this far. <laughs> but yeah, those are some those are some kickers for you guys. Um, on to our um, let's see, sleepers, streamers, busts, all that jazz. Oh, sorry, this is this week's. So let me put that here. All right, so um. Let's go over last week's um, predictions. They weren't sorry, sorry, week eleven predictions to say they weren't as good as the week ten ones. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see some that hit. Um, I said start Drew Johnson. Um, I think he got like fourteen and a half, which for yeah, Drew Johnson good. is pretty good. Um, I think Melvin Gordon got about the same, which yeah. you want, usually want a little more for him. But I mean, it's a good week. I'll, I mean, you'll take it. Um, Fitzmagic did great. Yeah, he was a stream. Um, meanwhile, Eli Manning, not so much. Um, and now we know where Eli is. Yeah. Um, both of our sleepers booped. Um, <laughs> Nelson and Witten did nothing for us. Um, sitting Golden Tate was a great call. We both were on that one. Um, so congratulations there. All right. High five. Um, and then Richard Matthews. Okay, you, you were kind of forced into that one. I, I gave it a yellow. So he had a good week. But only because of super busted coverage that the Steelers tend to do. Right. What's I don't know what the deal is with that, but uh, Steelers. I feel like against good teams, their defense is gonna, not going to hold up if yeah. they keep getting busted plays like this. Yeah, AJ Green could pop off this week, or um, Leonard Brandon LaFell. But like, basically, big play guys against the Steelers, like coverage gets busted easily against them so yeah um that's that's a trend to look at but um there's hard matthews like shouldn't have had a good week but he got off like what like a 60 70 yard touchdown because the steelers messed up really badly right and then other than that he didn't do anything yeah but um anyway um on to our bold predictions um yours kept on the jason witten one which you know yeah um i said nelson Aguilar would score twice i i uh I meant for uh, I meant for week twelve actually. <laughs> no, good. Yeah, I, I was I was off on that one. I was a week earlier there. Um, but you know, uh, we're trying to predict the future, so um, we'll we'll try to do a better job this week. Our uh, our one week of doing it in the week, um, for four week ten was actually pretty good. Um, yeah. Let's see if we can duplicate that this week with our. Start, stream, sleepers, sits, and bold predictions. We'll come up with a better name for that, I promise. Um, <laughs> maybe something as good as banger and mash and yeah, pop. It can't all and be drop. bangers and mash. Yeah. You 
That's just gold. Maybe it can be? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so some starts. Um, Mozzie, give me, give me, uh, give me got start. Um, one guy that might have let you down last week that I think you got to keep starting is Doug Baldwin. Um, so this game, we got Russell Wilson hosting the Philadelphia Eagles, who are red hot right now. And the uh, Seattle Seahawks defense is pretty miserable. So what's going to happen is the Eagles are going to score a lot. And Seattle wait, is wait, going wait. to score a lot. Eagles and are going to score a lot? <laughs> <laughs> if, the, if the Seahawks are going to have any hope of winning this game, it's going to be with the one trick that's worked all year, and that is Russell Wilson being the unstoppable force that he is. And for him to do that, he's going to be have to he's going to have to chuck it up to Baldwin a lot. So they're going to be playing from behind. They're going to be throwing a lot. Um, star Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin this week. <clears throat> I like it. I like it. Yeah, they're definitely going to. Need to move through the air because you can't move it on the ground against Seattle and, or sorry, against Philly and Seattle can't move it on the ground. So right. perfect storm <laughs> of throwing the ball a lot. Um, I'm going with Marquise Lee um, against Ooh. the Colts this week. They just lost one of their corners. Um, try to remember his name right now. But basically, their only respectable like secondary player that was left is is gone. So that's a bad time. <laughs> and I mean, the Colts have been back against the pass all year. And um, Marquis Lee, he's, he has been blinked the past couple of weeks, so that, that's that's why you're gonna see um, these bad numbers the last two weeks. Let me let me take a look. He had oh oh wrong button. Yeah, he got um, nine nine targets for five. Okay, Cleveland because um, he had a little bit of requirement on all of them, but last week he had Patrick Peterson got one whole catch and two whole targets. I mean, that's the Patrick Peterson effect. Um, but this week he did not have Patrick Peterson. He has the lowly, 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 <laughs> lowly, lowly Colts. So, um, I mean, you, you got to go that way. They're, I mean, this could be like the game where the Jags like actually score like 40 with their offense. <laughs> okay, that, that, might be, that might be a little <laughs> far, but I just got a weird look for that comment. But um, <laughs> Did yeah, you say um, offense, Jags? Okay, so I, I was I was ranting there for seemingly no reason to find the name. So Rashawn Melvin was the cornerback I was looking for that the Colts just lost. Um, so yeah, he's got pretty much no one um, else to cover him. So you know maybe if you want to go really deep and go to Westbrook, that's a possibility. But I'm gonna roll Lee out there for my start. Okay, nice. I like that. And then um, keep it going on the stream. Um, guy I've been talking about the whole time, uh, Philip Rivers. This is kind of an easy one. Um, but you, you may be kind of in a stardom again, like, oh, he had a hot week, but he's going to go down. Um, I don't think it's going to cool off at all. I think it's going to stay uh, hot, fiery heat the whole uh, the whole way. I, <laughs> like, I, I, have, I have here, let it ride. Um, I, yeah, okay. you got to start Rivers the whole time because he has no bad matchups. He has a lot of good weapons. The Chargers are looking like a playoff team and can easily make the playoffs in that division, so... Rivers is going to play out of his mind to try to get this um, unruly team to the playoffs. They, I mean, they started off so poorly, but they've just looked great lately. So the Chargers I, I, not deserve him. <laughs> their defense deserves I mean, Joey Bosa deserves it. Hmm. Say that. Yeah, I'm mostly the ownership. But anyway, um, all right, so give me your stream here. Okay, so I know you're going to not probably agree with me on this, but... 
for this week and this week alone, I do think Mariota has a favorable matchup enough for the <laughs> that I'd start him. <laughs> I, like if I if, uh, hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, Look, trying, to, trying to hold this in. <laughs> if you need someone to stream, which is what this is for, oh. like this is streamers. <laughs> okay, well, I I got good? most of it back then. I had to drop the ball out. All right, we're good. <laughs> I mean, anyway, go John Matthews should be back. Delaney Walker is healthy. Like Mary, their defense is good against the run and bad against the pass. Similar to my uh, thing with the Eagles and the and Russell Wilson. So I think Mariota will be serviceable. I think he'll get you the points you need if you don't have a quarterback this week. Or maybe you've got somebody who's got like a horrible matchup or an injury. Just if you need a quarterback, if Rivers is available, get Rivers. But if Rivers is taken and your only options are Mariota and a hot piece of trash, mm-hmm. pick up Mariota. <laughs> yeah. I, we went through a little bit of these, but I, okay, I don't hate it because it's Houston. Um, if it weren't Houston, I would probably hate it. But um, I have it. <laughs> yeah, Houston's been pretty bad against the quarterback, and especially the receiver. And I can only hate your pick so much because of my sleeper being Corey Davis. Um, so if Rashard Matthews is out this week, more goes to Corey Davis. If not, you know, I still think it's Corey Davis. Um, I mean, last week was his season low in targets for a full game. Um, he had three in his bit of a game against Jacksonville, but in his four games, he's at 10, 5, 10, 7, and 4, which last week was 4. Um, I mean, if if they're going to win this game, which I assume they will, um, Houston's got a good run defense. It's got this, for me, for me, this is Corey Davis's blow-up game. Um, I'm going to be playing him in my season-long league where I own him. Um, he is owned in about half, half the leagues or so, maybe a little less, so I guess him and he and Marquis Lee could kind of be interchangeable on the sleeper stream. Um, Lee's owned about 70%, so he's my start, I guess. Um, but Corey Davis is really good. He like, if, Especially if you watch his first game like against Oakland week one, you'll see him do things that are like veteran moves um, that yeah. rookies usually don't do. Um, like When his quarterback's scrambling, like working into an open spot um, as the quarterback goes instead of just standing there, um, coming back and he even acknowledged it that he, um, he didn't do it this week and he called himself out for it um like coming back on your um comeback routes like running towards the quarterback instead of standing there and letting the corner pick it off like this past week when um or in pittsburgh when Marietta threw two picks or whatever um cory davis came out and said like yeah two of those were my or whatever picks cory davis like yeah two of those picks were my fault of this four he threw and like he un- he understands the game a lot mm-hmm. and so and he was probably the top wide receiver like to come out of the class most yeah. people thought he was the best one yeah he's so maybe like mike williams who was hurt yeah and he is so good and he's got houston who the past five weeks um is the worst against the receiver if you look at normalized um like production percentages um against yeah. receivers stuff so and um on the year they are second worst behind tampa so i mean they've been bad and they're getting worse <laughs> like <laughs> yeah they've been bad and they are getting even worse. Yeah, so I can only h- hate your Mariota so much because I love me some Corey Davis. There we go. All right, so now watch uh, the Texans are just going to destroy them. Tennessee's going to like lose their playoff hopes and all of no. them. Start. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so a guy we've talked about a little bit um, 
that I know we both like a lot. And you like probably a little more this week. Yeah, he was definitely my sleeper pick this week, and that's Jared Cook. We got Crabtree and Cooper are out. Uh, the Giants have given up the most. Oh, sorry, to sorry if that you hear that noise. I'm uh, I'm just I'm cooking up some uh, tight end touchdowns here that he's gonna get this week. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so Giants have given up the most points to tight ends. They just lost Janoris Jenkins for the year. Who else is Carr going to throw it to? It's Jared Cook. Jared Cook is going to get you 20 points this week, please. If you need a t- if you need a tight end, and it's been pretty shallow this year. And it's the Giants. <laughs> and it's the Giants. Go look no further than Jared Cook. Yeah, they, they say you shouldn't drive distracted, but I say Cook, cook in the car this week. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh man that's bad <laughs> i'm gonna start giving a lot more of those and it's gonna give the show a great uh flavor we'll nice. say oh man all right um give me your sit <laughs> i hate myself um, for that too yeah my sit this week is one that i have to say begrudgingly because i love him so much probably one of my favorite quarterbacks and that's stafford um the Ravens' defense is scary, and they're in Baltimore with Stafford, who is definitely hobbled up. Like, he has an ankle sprain. Um, he's probably going to play because he's a tough guy, and I'm sure he might get you your 15, but I'm wary on Stafford. This shouldn't be a super high-scoring game. This is going to be a lot of Matt Prater and a lot of Justin Tucker and a lot of not a whole lot happening. So I'm not big on Stafford this week. If you got better options, uh, explore those. Yeah, the Ravens are really good against quarterbacks. Jacksonville's the only one on the season who's better. In the last five weeks, uh, Baltimore is far and away the best against quarterbacks. Um, right. So I, I, I like that call. Oof. Which I yeah. hate to say, like I I love Stafford so much, like and it's tough because like you like his weapons too, like it's hard not to play Tate and or Jones. But the, with Jimmy Smith back there, I mean he's I mean he's been like the shutdown corner of the season, right? Yeah, he's been great. I mean Hopkins had some, but he gets a potload of targets too, and it's Hopkins. So I, Marvin Jones and Golden Tate are not DeAndre Hopkins. It's about where I'm at with it, but I, I, I like your take. Okay. Okay. So what, hit me with your sit. All right. So um, a, it's a different bill that is sitting that's not a quarterback. Um, this is by my choice, not by McDermott's choice, to sit McCoy <laughs> this week. Man, these are some stretches here I'm giving. Anyway, um, <laughs> so all right, the bills – I mean. I, I know, I know they target McCoy in the passing game, and I know they are better with Tyra than with Peterman, and I know McCoy is a really good player. Let's get that out of the way. But, right. but he's playing the Pats this week, and the Pats tend to just utterly annihilate the Bills. Um, Miserably. Yeah, McCoy has had his down weeks too. Um, I mean, Bills are kind of – they don't, they don't want to win by running up the score on you. And that's usually not how they win. Um, let's see. He's had one, two, three, uh, four games um, of his 11 in single digits. And one, two, three more that were less than 13. So, like, he's had three games over 20 points, which I mean, that's, that's, that's pretty decent. But you, you want more from him. He, he's, 
He's averaging 14.2 in a game in early. He's eighth ranked running back. That's good overall in the season, but he's he's not that consistent, shady uh, that year that you've been looking for all season. And New England is, as we've said a lot this uh, this episode, and you're probably gonna get tired of it. Improving on defense, they are number six against the running back over the last five weeks. I keep saying last five weeks. Um, I've got the strength schedule thing pulled up from uh, football guys. Um, what's his name? Um, Austin Lee does this awesome thing where he does a normal strength schedule. And it's a really, really good way to see um, how what, how much production is being allowed um, over a certain amount of time, um, kind of looking forward all season, little bits. It's it's super helpful. Um, so it kind of gives you a look at um, how teams are performing um, and normalizing for factors as far as like level of competition. Um, and so yeah, off of that, yeah, New England's been pretty good at running back lately. And they force teams to pass a lot. Um, so, like, if you're in a PPR league, McCoy may not be as big of a sit. And I'm not telling you to, like, bench him for um, Rod Smith or something. Like, right. I'm just saying temp- temper expectations. Um, and if you have if you have Rex Burkett and Samaj P. Ryan, or, like, if you have D- okay, if you have Deion Lewis and Samaj P. Ryan, I would start both of them over LaShawn McCoy this week. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't want to risk it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, uh, full PPR, McCoy will probably get you like 10 points, at least 10 points still. Yeah, I think full PPR is a, not as big of a say. This is more like half standard. Yeah, if you're in a, but like if you're in a really tight matchup and you winning and losing could like be a matter of points, like you might have to consider it. Especially if you're, in, I think his ceiling is super. His, his ceiling is so limited in this game. And if you're an underdog, I don't think you can afford to play him. Ah, sorry for all the sniffles. Um, anyway, um, I don't know if that's a bold prediction, but um, on to bold predictions. Um, this one's still about running backs. I, I am saying this week the New Orleans running backs will combine for less than 30 fantasy points. Damn. Which, for a normal backfield, that's, you know not a bold prediction but for the Saints backfield that is huge because I, th- I think I think they've combined for like 40 each week um have they ever gotten less than 30 this I whole don't, year I don't think so okay I'm gonna look this up um you I go don't ahead think and, they have yeah go ahead and give me yours and I'll look into this um that, that is a really bold prediction I don't know if I fully agree with it just because of Kamara's dangerous I'll give, I'll give some more reasoning here at the moment sure sure um, and mine here is that I think Cooper Cup is going to have another great week. So if you've got him, go ahead and use him. Or if he's available for some odd reason, pick him up. Because they're playing Arizona, the Rams. Uh, a nice matchup against the Cardinals. And they sort of have this golden rule where your number one receiver gets blanketed by Peterson and sucks. And the other guys do really, really well. Um, so Sammy Watkins should really draw the vertical threat and therefore draw Peterson a lot, which means underneath, I think Cup is going to be getting a lot of yards. So my bold prediction, Cooper Cup, rookie receiver, will break 100 yards this week and probably get a score. All right, well, if it's bold, you're going to have to give me that score too. I think he'll get you to probably about 25. I think he's I think he's going to do really well. Bold prediction, oh, okay. 25 points from Cooper Cup. All right, there we go. That's, that's what I need to hear. That's what I need to hear. All right, so... Fantasy point logs here. I pretty. I don't. I don't think they combined for less than thirty at any point. Let me see. Mark 
Ingram. I was trying to pull up the ESPN one, but like gives me a really shite player card. I mean, even last week, Camara did all yeah, the work usually, himself. Uh, usually, one of them in general will will do it. Let's see here. Um, gosh, this is like it's just like listing people's fantasy points like side by side is so tough to do. Okay, so week six. Um, I'm gonna look at all these weeks. Since AP, I'm gonna go since AP is left because that messed it up a little bit. So it's it's been on point since then now. Right. Um, see, so since week after the bye, week six. So week six they got. Let's see. Um. Yep, they broke thirty there. Um. Let's. See. They broke. Yeah. Um. I think they broke it every week. Let's see. Maybe I think Chicago. they have. Oh, I think I think Chicago was the closest. They hit thirty. They. They hit 30 against Chicago, so 30 is their is their lowest. So I'm saying under 30. So I'm saying it's season low for them here. Um, let's see, yeah, Buffalo definitely. Yeah, they they wrecked Buffalo and Washington, and yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. so yeah, they so they. So okay, the the lowest is against Chicago. It was exactly 30, um, and that was kind of a um, very shambly thing to do on there. So all right, Carolina's run defense is really good. Like we we know that we know that for sure. Um, sure yes. Not not quite as good as Chicago's, um, especially like as of late. But on the, like on the season, Carolina has a top like like a top three, top five run defense, and I mean it's not really been changing. Um, it's in the Superdome, so the last two games those teams have played in the Superdome have had like seventy point over unders. And now I know I know saying what. Why won't the Ready Mix get enough points? It's going to be a Drew Brees day. It's going to be a Drew Brees day. The Saints. Okay. The Saints. Okay. Cam's going to come out and beat Cam. He's going to light it up. He's he's probably like it's going to be one of those things where he passes for three runs for two kind of game. It's I, like he's going to blow up. He probably should have been my start. Whatever. Um, Devin Funch is going to get his. Um, Christian McCaffrey's going to get his. Jay Stu maybe gets a touchdown. Like it's gonna be a bonanza, but it's gonna be a Drew Brees bonanza, and I'm also like, off of that, like it's gotta be Michael Thomas, it's gotta be Ted Ginn. I mean, okay, Kamara probably gets a touchdown, and Ingram maybe gets a touchdown too, but like they can get touchdowns without hitting 30 total points. I mean, if they each get a touchdown, that's 12 more. If they each get, um, like 80 yards, that's 16. That's still under 30. I mean, basically, like they'll be used some, but Carolina defends the like. like like they defend pass catching running backs ball too, um, with Luke Keekley and what's his is that uh, Mike Davis? I don't know. Davis is like a, either way. <laughs> my point is they mm-hmm. defend pass catching running backs really, really well. Um and I, Mark it's not gonna be a Mark Ingram game. It's gonna be a high scoring game. These these divisional games in Superdomes always are. Um so if if they break thirty, it's because of Kamara like it was this last week. But even then like I said, I think Keekley is able to keep Kamara in check this week. Um, I mean, okay. we all know how good Keekley is. Um, and especially if they're missing uh, Captain Munderland again. Ted Ginn's going to have some openings. Oh, this, yeah. this is the week Michael Thomas regresses on his touchdowns. Um, so, yeah, I'm calling shootout here, but it's going to be a breeze game. Easy breezy. I like okay. it. And I know that's not like none of it's super scientific. A lot of it's a hunch, but... These ball predictions. Actually, ball predictions are hunches. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's reasoning. It's Carolina defends running backs well, and Keekley's good, so like he's gonna keep Kamara in check. That's my, that's my reasoning. <laughs> and it's all gonna right. be shootout, so not much Ingram. But um, 
You have long drawn out way of saying New Orleans running backs will not combine for 30 fantasy points, which 30 fantasy points is their low, exactly 30 fantasy points since um, AP is left. So they're going to hit a season low this week. Okay. Whew. All right. That was intense. So last but not least, our predictions. So um, last week, uh, Mozzie, your lock uh, hit, and that that was it. Um, the rest of them mm-hmm. fell short. Um, what were they exactly? Let's take a gander. I think my lock. Well, this was two weeks ago, right? So oh, my yeah, two lock weeks ago, was eleven. Uh, Detroit beating Chicago, right? Yeah, I thought Denver beat Cincinnati. They did not. It was close. And then you picked Dallas over Philly as your upset. Which right, did not which happen. Not even remotely close. And then I picked Cleveland over Jacksonville, which was close for three quarters. Um, and then pick six, and I then think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or fumble, whatever. Yeah. So happens, you know. Um, so we both went nine and five. I'm sorry, excuse me from my mic. We both went nine and five last week. Um, so not our best, but hey, um, you know, playoff worthy. Um, yeah, better than the average person, right? So. <laughs> Yeah, let's let's start with um our locks of the week. Um, if you notice a theme, mine tend to include Cincinnati. Um, I'm picking Pittsburgh over Cincinnati as my lock of the week. And a reminder with these locks, when we look at the um, spreads, you try to pick one that's um less than a touchdown for our locks, just so it's not super easy. Um, it's Pittsburgh tends to be Cincinnati, but and I know it's road Ben, but it is primetime Andy Dalton. <laughs> More and importantly, it's more prime importantly, time it's primetime Andy Dalton, and primetime Andy Dalton is really, really bad. I don't have the numbers, but like if you go look at primetime Andy Dalton numbers, it is atrocious. Like it, it's, it's going to continue. That's like that's my reasoning is he's primetime Andy Dalton chokes and is bad, and Pittsburgh is better, and it's that like is Monday that is night, all I need. Kirk Cousins. Yeah, <laughs> and they're only favored by like three points or something stupid, like um. It's, it's, rough, division, oh, right? it's, it's five and a half. Okay, that's about right. But yeah, they're going to win for sure. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, yeah, so my lock is actually, uh, speaking of Cousins, um, Washington over Dallas this Thursday. Dallas <laughs> is not showing me any sign that I should believe in them right now. Um, and maybe they'll turn things around, but Washington's got stuff to play for. And I think they're a way better team than their record indicates. So yeah, kind of like the Chargers, I feel you. I find it weird of that they're only two-and-a-half-point favorites. I know it's in Jerry World, but, I mean, the Redskins don't seem to be bothered that much with home versus away. So, yeah, my lock right now is Washington over Dallas. Yeah. I don't know what I don't know one last change, but, yeah, the spread is now like two for Washington being favored. So, yeah, not, not a huge spread. Um, On to upsets of the week. Um, this is one that I thought the spread is a little high. At least favored by six in Seattle. And okay, I know they've had some injuries, but like in Seattle is a tough place to be a favorite. So like I'm picking Seattle over Philly is my upset. It's just one of those things where it's it's hard it, it it's hard to win in Seattle. Like that's most of it. And um, yeah, this is just gonna be a Russell Wilson explosion game. And it's a matter of even with the injuries. Um, does that Seattle secondary have enough pride, enough momentum at home to maybe hold Wentz and check some? I think they could. Uh, truly, I really do. Uh, yeah, that's and, a really tough game to pick. Yeah, Wilson can negate some of that deadly pass rush, too. 
the thing about Wilson is he can score so freaking fast. You have 40 seconds and three timeouts, he's going to score again. And the yeah. Eagles are amazing. Like, the Eagles are great. This is in Seattle, so yeah, he, I like this upset. Wilson's pretty much second to only Rodgers um, and maybe Brady. Should, yeah, top top three as far as, like, leading a team with, like, in a two-minute drill or, like, a very short amount of time. Like, Rodgers, Brady, Wilson. Probably not order, but, like, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. So that's, a, that's a good upset. You're upset. Definitely not a homer pick. No, I kind Definitely of agree with that. Definitely not a homer pick. I had a right. tough time with this pick too. It's a tough one because all right. So I am my upset pick is the Jets will beat the Chiefs. And the reason it is an upset pick is because the Chiefs should freaking win this game. They really and should. Every time I want to pick, they? I like I pick with my Jets, I end up going like the reverse way. So my instinct is telling me the Chiefs will win this. Therefore, I am picking my upset as the Jets to beat them. Does that make sense? No. That's what I'm <laughs> yeah, they, <laughs> the Chiefs should win this, but will they? I don't Batman. know. I like truly, truly, truly from the bottom of my heart, I want the Chiefs to win this game. <laughs> so you get a better draft pick. My favorite like thing is when the Jets were four and three, I'm like, I will be so happy. They've shown the league they're way better than anyone thought they would be. Yeah. I don't care if they lose the next eight. Like, I don't – like, they can get a low draft pick. Their team has shown confidence. They've been losing, but they've been in games. So, like, yeah. who's their perfect. Who's our offensive coordinator? I don't remember his name, but he deserves a lot of credit. John Morton. They took him from the Saints. Yeah. yeah. Who's the wide receivers yeah. coach. Yeah, he deserves a lot of credit for what they've done this year with, like, ragtag right. group. So naturally, since I do want the Jets to lose this and I want the Chiefs to get back on schedule, the Jets will therefore win <laughs> and about ruin right. their draft pick. Uh, like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. So that's so, my upset. I like it. I like it. All right. Rest of the picks here. I'm listening to this kind of quickly since we're about two, two and a half hours into this. Um, oh. All right. Washington, Dallas. I've got Washington. Yep. My lock, Washington. Yep. All right. Uh, Detroit, Baltimore. Um, I'm taking Matt Staff. Um, I am taking Detroit, but I am hesitant. This is this has Baltimore all written Wait, all over. This is it. in Baltimore, right? Yes. I'm changing my pick on the spot. I'm going Baltimore. You're going Baltimore. I'm sticking with Detroit. Like I'll stick with my man Matt Stafford. I love him to death. Please get this win and sh- please Detroit. Like keep going. Like you're my yeah, team. I'll probably regret changing this pick, but I. I it's, no, it's a I close mean, one. I think this short's a little better, but I, I... I have that sneaking suspicion Baltimore wins this and ruins Detroit's chance to make him the Yeah, playoffs. this could easily be Detroit's demise. Um, all right, San Francisco-Chicago. I, I have Chicago. I had an asterisk, but I don't think the quarterbacks start matter, so I'm sick of Chicago. Yeah, I've got Chicago in this. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, Bethard, I don't think it matters a whole lot. The Chicago defense should be pretty potent against that San Francisco offense and San Francisco's offense will not stop our defense will not stop, stop Jordan Howard. No, I agree. All right. Uh, Minnesota, Atlanta, I've got the home team. Um, um, you know, fandom's a little biased, but Atlanta's flicking and it's in the super Mercedes dome, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm agreeing with you here. Oddly enough, we're both picking Atlanta. Uh, I, th- I said it a few weeks ago, Atlanta's going down a stretch um, and I like them to win at home. And I like uh, I like Minnesota to lose on the narrative that their quarterback controversy shouldn't uh, be controversy. Teddy. Right. I want the team to start questioning it and start causing a little yeah. in that locker room. 
Uh, Vikings, Vikings fans are nervous. They got tough schedule coming up. All right. Um, New England at Buffalo. That's <laughs> pretty easy, New England. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, Denver at Miami. This one is a little tougher than I thought, but I'm going Denver. Thanks, it's Simeon. like a game of yeah. irrelevance. <laughs> um, but I probably – I'm picking Denver, though I don't particularly it's, care. It's funny because I'm, I'm <laughs> saying I'm picking Denver because they're playing – like because Simeon's playing. It's like that's how weird it is. Like if it were Brock or Paxton, I'd pick Miami. That's how bad they are. But I'm going to go Simeon. <laughs> And we don't even like we've already talked about how much we don't think Simeon is just like Yeah. Great quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right. Um next up we got Houston at Tennessee. I got Tennessee. Yeah, Tennessee should win this divisional matchup. They need to win. They yeah. want to make the playoffs. For sure. <laughs> They're a playoff team. All right. Um Indy at Jacksonville. As this is a this is almost as easy as the Nuclear Buffalo, but yeah, Jax. Yeah, Jacksonville. Saxonville. That defense. Yeah, poor Jacoby. All right. Um, Tampa at Green Bay. All right. I, I have Green Bay, but with asterisks. Um, if Jameis Winston plays, I say the Tampa Bay Bucks win this game. If he does not play, uh, Green Bay wins. And I'm actually going to completely agree with that statement. Um, the Buccaneers right. look like shit, so they, like, they shouldn't win. But Jameis Winston can give them some life, and – Green Bay is just winning games by the skin of their teeth, staying alive. But if Winston's in, they won't. But the, right now, I've got Green Bay winning. Mm. Um, Kansas City at the Jets. This is tougher than it should have been, but I'm going Kansas City. Good call. I'm going with the Jets. Yep. Good luck. All right. Uh, Cleveland Chargers. This one is probably the easiest pick of all Chargers. So I'm going to go with uh, Cleveland. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, well, the Chargers. Last year. <laughs> I know, right? They did it last year. The char- if the Chargers are going to Chargers, it would be this game now. But I'm picking it. Yeah. Yeah. The Chargers need to win. They want to make the playoffs. Show the t- show the world you can beat the teams you're supposed to beat. Yeah. Oh, Car- Carolina, New Orleans. This is good. This luck. is tough. I'm actually going to pick Carolina. Um, based on my bull prediction narrative, it only makes sense that Carolina wins. So I'm actually going to Carolina. I had a question mark there until just now, and I was going to go to New Orleans at the start of the show, but I changed to Carolina. Oh, very nice. Uh, this is a toss-up. Flip a coin. I'm picking New Orleans. It's, yeah, it's purely because it's yeah. at home. Yeah. Drew Brees loves playing at home. Saints love playing at home. Yeah. It's the Superdome, baby. <laughs> All right. Oh. Uh, next up, Rams at Cardinals. Uh, Rams. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's it's funny how at the start of the year, we would have picked the Cardinals for sure, but injuries and Sean McVay and everything, we got the Rams. Way favorite. It's hilarious. Oh. It's crazy. The, the change of unity in the NFL is kind of what makes it really exciting. Um, let's see. Parody. Parody. That's great. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> not not much edge in the sport. Um, so, okay. Next up, we got Giants at Oakland. I am going Raiders. I'm picking Oakland because I'm angry at the Giants right now because they have done. I'd pick Oakland anyway. But if it's Geno Smith, it's a really easy pick. Um, <laughs> see. Philly. Uh, yeah. Philly at Seattle, like I said, my upset, I'm going Seattle. Still going to take Philly. They, just, they haven't given me a reason not to pick them to lose. You know? mm-hmm. So keep, yeah, them, I mean, keep Philly. They're, they're impressive. Like, I didn't expect they're, – they're, they're a great team right now. And, um, you know, Peterson's Seattle's defense is really banged up. Yeah. It's it's going to be a great game to watch. I'm glad they have this at the night, at the night slate. Um, yeah. Lastly, we've got Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. Like I said, my lock, I got Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh as well, though. You know, Cincy could surprise him. It's a divisional matchup. It's in Cincy. Um, 
Roethlisberger has been playing a lot better, though, and I don't know. I can see Cincy winning this, though. My gut is telling me Pittsburgh's. A- AFC North games are all super duper duper close. Yeah, well, aside from Cleveland, but those other three teams cool. are respectable against each other. Yeah, and they all hate each other. It's really <laughs> fun. Yeah. All right. So before I close out, I I did promise you the stat earlier. Um, some tight some tight end goodies. All right. So there are two tight ends that have had multiple hundred yard receiving games this year. Like I said. Travis Kelsey has had it four times. Um, there's one tight end who's had um, two 100-yard receiving games. The rest have had only one or none. Who do you think the tight end who has had two is? All right, give me three guesses. Yep, you, you get three guesses, yeah. Okay. It's going to be anyone but Travis Kelsey because he's had the four. All right, 100-yard receiving game. All right, so I'm going to guess it's not Ertz because that would be too obvious. It's probably it is not, not Ertz. Gronk. It is not um, Gronk. They've had so... one each. I don't think it's been – no, it hasn't been Rudolph either. Um, shoot, I can't even think of, like, who it could possibly be. Ang- All right, well, I'll guess Engram won because that was my original guess. Mm-hmm. It is not him. It is not Engram. Um, <laughs> Jimmy gonna... Graham? Jimmy nope. Graham? No. All right, and last one is gonna be is my sleeper pick, uh, Cook. Yep, uh, I'm like, if you don't say this, like, it's definitely yeah, it's it's Jared Cook. It's Cook. Okay. Yeah, it's Cook. Oh man. Like, wow. I'm, like if you didn't get out, you're like, is that was sort of five guesses or it's Gronk? I don't know. Yeah, but there's the obvious. I wouldn't have said that. It's so obvious. But right. um, one other tight end thing, I'm gonna say, um, tight ends with six catches in a game. Travis Kelsey has done it six times. There's one other who's done it six times, and that is Jack Doyle. <laughs> It's hey, fun. he's been great this year. Yeah, it's funny looking at these stats, and like, um, there are three tight ends and receivers with 100 yards and a touchdown in a game, and um, it's AB with four, and then AJ Green and Kelsey with three. Like, it's kind of funny looking at these stats. Like, um, Hopkins has been targeted 12 plus times in six games. Um, oh my gosh. Gurley has the most um, 100 scrimmage yards in a touchdown games. Like, really? Yeah. Um, McCaffrey's obviously got the most uh, five-plus reception running back games. This is a this is the Beyond the Stats article on Football Guys. It's kind of cool just looking at like stuff you wouldn't expect. Obviously, Cam has the most um, forty-plus yard rushing games as quarterback with six. Next is three with Deshaun and Ross. Man, but rip, rip, uh, Deshaun Watson. Um, that's, that's sad, man. It's so sad. Uh, okay, so I know it's I got said a bright Winston, future though. I know I said Winston has four three hundred passing games a season. Uh, Jared Goff also has four. Um, Brady has six. There's Oof. one with there's one with five. Who do you think has the five? Um, how many? Three hundred. Yeah. Who who do you think has five three hundred passing games this season? So Brady has six, and then Goff and Wilson both have four. Who is in between them with the five of them? Okay, Goff and Wilson both. Have, I don't. Okay, I don't <laughs> think it's Wentz because Wentz has gotten more touchdowns than yardage. Okay, uh, is, is he a guess or are you just saying that? No, I'm just I'm just talking out loud. Okay. Thinking out loud. <laughs> so I'm gonna guess Smith. Nope. He has three. Okay, he has three. Looking for four. Uh, five. Five. Oh, geez. 
Yeah. Um, make, make it fun. Don't look it up. You can look at a list of quarterbacks or something. No, but like, yeah. I'm looking at a list of quarterbacks. Like teams or something. Even. I'm going to try to. Um, Roethlisberger? Nope. He also has three. Yeah, one more. <laughs> Everyone listening is probably just like, what, what the fuck are you guys doing? But whatever. <laughs> this, is, this is fun. This is kind of things to um, – it's kind of interesting because it's stuff you, like, you wouldn't expect. And it's kind of helpful for not putting a name with a stat. Um, like Case Keaton and Joshua Count have more three touchdown games than Drew Brees does this season. Um, it, it's it's crazy, like things you would never ever expect, just because you know people put so much name value on things. Um, like Andy Dalton has more three touchdown games than uh, Eli Manning does. Like, or and Drew Brees, Drew Brees only has the one. Um, Did you say Cousins? It is Cousins. He's the it's Cousins. Yeah, yeah. Say, he's he's had a great year. Yeah, yeah. Cousins is the five. Yeah. Okay, five. Wow. Yeah, so I'm, five for Cousins. Can you freaking believe that he's uh, Redskins are just the stupidest organization? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we we can uh, agree on that one. I think we all can, especially since they <laughs> okay. They're gonna change their name at some point, <laughs> but not all this night is around. I mean, we've uh, seen the post. It's like. The easiest way to fix it is just to change their uh, official mascot to a potato. <laughs> then, they're the, then they're the Redskin potatoes. <laughs> that is what I want. That is you know, if, imagine the costumes at those games. Right. Everyone wears like potato sacks. Office, right? Oh my. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that or they'll do the Miami route and go Red Hawks. That's that seems likely. That those would be cool uniforms. They're like I, like some red and white. And some black, that'd be some dope ass uniforms, dude. Or if they did like red and like silver and black, oh, that'd be chill. I, I like that. Anyway, um, that is um our conclusion of uh this uh, episode. So, like we said, um, hopefully we can help you make some good decisions on your starts, your sits. Um, so this came out past the waiver deadline, but that's probably for the best because um, we, it gives us a lot of time to focus on the guys you actually care about um waivers are important at, at, all through the season but at this point like that's probably just one or two guys you're flipping over and you you probably if you're still in the playoff i'm sure you already know who you want to go for so um yeah with that being said thanks for listening uh mozzie you got anything to add uh nope uh eli hope you're with a new team next year same with you cousins <laughs> all right, who, who, who do you think he's gonna be with uh both of those guys eli yeah who do you think um one, who do you think Eli's going to be with? Who do you think Kirk's going to be with? I like the talk of one of them going to Jacksonville. Yeah. I really do. That sounds like fun. Yeah, I'd like Eli there with Coffin. That makes sense. Eli, yeah, Eli and Jacksonville, cousins with the Jets. Yep. I like both of those. I agree. Let's <laughs> see what happens. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of Mozzie and the Muscle. We will be back next week, hopefully on Monday or Tuesday, with some waiver wire info and helping you all prepare for those wonderful, wonderful fantasy playoffs. Thank you, everyone. Hope you all had a great Thanksgiving, and thanks for tuning in. All right. Thank you very much. Take care.